Hello, ladies and gentlemen, in-betweeners, baby daddies, bad cooks, and on-the-rockers. We should actually call our listeners, like, off-the-rockers, but it's on-the-rock, so <laughs> I guess I already messed up already. Uh, I'm your hostess with the mostest, Alexander Rodriguez, here for On The Rocks Radio Show, where celebrities and cocktails mix tonight. The hard-hitting question, do blondes have more fun? <laughs> we will find out with actress and funny lady from Reba, Baby Daddy, Food Network's Worst Cooks in America, Melissa Peterman, talking about new play, Heartbreak Help, with director Stan Zimmerman. Of course, we love Stan from his writing on the Golden Girls, Gilmore Girls, and Roseanne, and of course our pop culture report with cover model Stephen Daler and my guest co-host, non-profiteer Michael Ferreira. Let the drinks begin. Thank you for being Life is a banquet, and most poor suckers are starving to death. I'd like to propose a toast. This is On The Rocks with Alexander, coming at you from Sunset Gower Studios in the heart of Hollywood, where I drink with your favorite celebrities, and we talk about fashion, entertainment, pop culture, reality TV, and, and that's about it. So pop a court, pour a glass, lean back, and enjoy On The Rocks, every Tuesday at 7 p.m. on Universal Broadcasting Network. Fasten your seatbelts. Oh, it's gonna be a bumpy night. It's gonna be a bumpy night. Melissa Peterman was just a little bit, and then this is like glass two, so who knows what's gonna happen? Who knows? Um, I just have to say, I apologize. I'm very stuffy today. I sound nasally and very feminine today. Sound the same to me. (laughs) (laughs) The jokes, the jokes, folks. My allergies are so bad. I was talking to my Uber driver about, you know, working glamorously at Sunset Hour Studios in history, and it's not literally pouring down my nose. So I apologize if I have a little dab during the show. That's That's just my allergies. <laughs> uh, one of my favorite shows, A and E's Intervention, uh, had its season finale last night. That's one of my favorite shows, ironically. I love and again, that show. I was not included in this year's finale I, or season. <laughs> I, I I keep wi- waiting. Surprise! Yeah. Until tonight. Alex, yeah. Your exactly. behavior has affected me in these ways. Yes, that's just it. Because they're supposed to write letters. Stan, if you were at my intervention, I can only imagine. Like the letter you would write, like and Melissa, that's exactly what they say. They say your your alcoholism has affected me in the following ways. You'd be like one liner, one liner, vamp, one liner, boom, and we'd be all staring. And it's a show. Yeah, and it's a show. And where would your mother be in all that? <laughs> She'd be drinking at the bar. I'll see you in thirty days. <laughs> this this show, that version of intervention would never make the air. <laughs> That'd be like you, worst interventions in America. Worst, yeah. <laughs> I can't drive you to rehab. I'm drunk. <laughs> the funny thing. The thing is, the Betty Ford Center in Palm Springs is right across the street from Sonics. Those tater tots, though. Oh. I, I always thought it was kind of weird that there's like there used to be at least like an Alcoholics Anonymous like right down the street from all the entire strip of bars and clubs in West Hollywood. There's just like Alcoholics Anonymous oh, yeah. right down the corner from it. Well, they have a meeting at Molly Malone's. Can I say where they meet sometimes? I don't think you should. That's oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> there's a bar on Fairfax that's Irish in nature um, because I go support who my goes friends. There? Yeah. Who are your friends? No, go I there? have friends because I like to support them because they support up? me. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I'm sure, I'm, their I'm, names I'm, are. I'm sure you can easily Google where they located. You just can't say who's there. Right, yeah, because you have to look up where the I meetings are. I don't know, this are. feels like a fine line. Right? <laughs> right, 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 right. Should we be talking about this? Yes. <laughs> drink up. Cheers to that. Speaking <laughs> of having respect, we need to start having respect for the dearly departed, R.I.P. Um, Henry Dean Stanton, uh, oh, yeah. great hurts. actor. But what happens when somebody dies is everybody on social media pulls out the one photo that they've taken of this celeb, <laughs> and it's usually the worst photo that they've ever taken because it's like... 
like Jerry Lewis at Dunkin' Donuts or Jessica Tandy at the DMV. I mean, it's like these people are in like bad positions and, you know, they look terrible. And this when is how I we go, remember. It's going to be just everyone with Melissa, pictures of Melissa at Target. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's where I am all the time. <laughs> or whenever there's a natural disaster, you get these guys that just post photos of them like shirtless that were in that like area oh, yeah. before. Yeah. Like, uh, God bless uh, people in Mexico, yeah. by the oh, way. But seriously, oh, yeah. it's like, oh, here's me in Mexico. Let's yeah, pray for them shirtless yeah. with my third Make nipple. It all about you. Yeah. yeah. Oh God. By uh, the way, I have this great photo of me shirtless in Mexico. Yeah. <laughs> when don't you have a shirtless photo? Why is your shirt on now? Yeah. Exactly. That's what I was asking. Calm thinking. down, Peterman. We'll have you home to your I husband in no time. Some shirtless <laughs> action. <laughs> it's a I'll show you, it to you. you She's like, oh. <laughs> but usually your shirts have some kind of cutout. I know. So usually I'm a little like disappointed because it's winter. It's approaching winter. Yeah. Winter's coming. It's like a fall shirt. Well, at least in LA, it is. <laughs> is <it>? <laughs> <laughs> now everyone knows how we get our guests. Yeah. But it's their connection. With, but it's their connection with the people that die. I think that it shows how they've been affected. Didn't have respect for them. I well, mean, they're bad I pictures. I will say that I, you know, when those things happen and and people write these things of, I feel I'm so upset, and I would get so cynical about it, saying, "Well, you're not really that upset. Like their parents are, and their loved ones." And yeah. I, as much as I was a fan, but I totally got it. Like I. When Prince died, I had to pull You're over. You're the biggest Prince I, fan. I was though. sobbing, and I couldn't. I couldn't. It, he felt like mine, and I had that thing where mm. I get it. Where people, when an artist or somebody really affects you, that when they when they go, you feel like some. Uh, it, he did belong to you or they she belonged to you and i Mm -hmm. you know and for two i kept saying to my husband i feel so stupid i just can't stop crying and i just i got it like but you you followed prince like you were a princeite it wasn't like you were just like you'd wait out in line (laughs) and go into his private shows right Uh, oh no i mean private dancer well no i'm from minneapolis so like you never i mean i've seen him live so many times and in minneapolis is he big in minneapolis what? Oh, oh, here comes. Yeah. Oh, oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> I did my research on Melissa Peterman, not Prince. He's yeah. bigger He's bigger than he's Target from. in Minneapolis. Paisley, he's bigger than Paisley Target. Paisley Park is in Minneapolis. <laughs> like, he's from oh, Minneapolis. Yeah, he's from oh. He went to the same. He went to the high school that my mom went. Like, <laughs> That's where his studio is. He, yes. I can't even imagine Prince in high school. Like, what was, you know, like. But he had parties that he He loved. would sometimes have concerts at Paisley Park, and you would never know if, like, he was going to just announce it. And then you could be at the right place at the right time. You'd go there. You'd wait for four hours. And you'd get, and then all of a sudden, <laughs> not that she would know. Play, yeah. <laughs> no, I, I, I mean he's he loved being in the Twin Cities. He always said, "I'm going to stay here because it's so cold. It keeps the, you know, keeps the assholes out." And um, even why are you we, looking at me? <laughs> but I uh, I'm digressing. I mean, I truly like I got that because I agree with you. Sometimes on Facebook, like when Bowie died, and like when we had lost so many great people, and you yeah. read these posts, and people are like, "I'm so upset," and I would get cynical about it. But then you realize that artists really do get into people's souls like totally and I, I'm not b- that but and I think in West Hollywood we have a culture a lot of people like to get social media clicks so it's literally oh a picture of them and Jerry Lewis oh uh, me and Jerry here right, right. good guy and I think and, you like can, they had seen once and I think you can tell the difference between yes. you know a sincere you know a sincere poster I just want to show you that I, I met him I met him once, you know. See, that's yeah. just it. It's like, okay, great. You're famous. Everybody's famous here for 15 minutes. That's true. Um, anyway, on that note, comedy oh tonight. <laughs> I the room down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Melissa Peterman, I'm obsessed with you. I follow you on social media, and every time there's a new project or there's a picture of you traveling or whatever, I like I personally get excited because you've done the show before. Yes. That was a crazy show. You didn't show. To remember that when I walked yeah. in. No, yeah. I did, but I but I you know, I didn't know if you had remembered because, you know, the show can get a little crazy and you're like, I've been here, I know. I remember. 
remembered. Yeah. I mean, it was weird when I walked you like, ma'am, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love being here. This is the most fun show ever. You get you get vodka, cranberry, sherbet. What do you say? That's a quote. Impressed <laughs> <laughs> Most fun show ever. Most fun show ever. Yeah. <laughs> and Rebo's like, mm, okay, okay. Um, hello to our listeners around the nation on iHeartRadio, Universal Broadcasting Network, Player FM, Spreaker, Stitcher, TuneIn, Satchel, iTunes, Google Play, and of course, we are on Facebook Live on the Hillcrest Social in San Diego, True FM in Ohio, and nationally on Reverie Network and Bear World Magazine, by the way. Rawr. Uh, check out Bear World Magazine every week for my Rawr. interviews and fun movie reviews. I love their recipes. <laughs> <laughs> and their hair removal. Yes. Now, is it how to cook with bears or how to cook bears? Um, both. Just uh, oh, oh. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I think there's a new series. Yes. You know what bears are, like, right? Yeah, I know what bears okay. are. Yeah. Okay. No, Peter's going to have I'm a state. I'm practically mistaken for one of the daily bears. <laughs> a lady bear. I'm six feet tall. <laughs> you you are so tall, by the way. I get a shadow. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine? Have you ever dated a bear? Um... Yeah, okay. I mean, I like I like that type. I mean, they're cuddly and they're comfy, and you know, they're they look approachable, and you feel safe, you know. Oh, we're totally going to use that as a quote too. <laughs> Although Peter's going to come out tomorrow. Statement against Melissa Peterman likes to eat bears. <laughs> no, I know, I don't, I don't. I saw the Revenant. <laughs> <laughs> the whole thing. It doesn't bode well. <laughs> Bear diversity in Hollywood. Yeah, right. Come on. Um, anyway, but check out my movie reviews because I just do it sassy and there's no restrictions on what I can say. This week I reviewed It. I called it, Is That It? Mm-hmm. Oh. What about Mother? Is oh, that that's it? next week. It's so controversial. <laughs> well, we're going to talk it. about it in our pop culture Stop. review. Right, no, no, because we need to talk about it because. because Is it a comedy? <laughs> According <laughs> no to some people, knows. it's a comedy. <laughs> so, but Darren, I can't pronounce his name. Aaron Fronoski. What? Aaron Fronoski. Oh, the director. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Requiem for a Dream is one of my favorite favorite films oh, of yes. all yes. time. It's not a movie you can watch a lot, but I still do just yeah. to watch the artistry. He was like the Baz Luhrmann of like serious movies and putting images mm-hmm. and sounds together that we had not heard before. So the fact that this is getting torn apart is sad. Oh. <laughs> anyway, for our audio <coughs> listeners, you can check out the video stream on our Facebook On The Rocks radio show. And now the Hillcrest Social app has all of our streaming video for free. And on Hillcrest Social, they give concert giveaways, product giveaways, and shout outs, and all that stuff. You're big in San Diego, aren't you? <laughs> well, I'm big everywhere. <laughs> I'm a husky one, me. Um, <laughs> I'm a lady bear myself. Uh, for our audio, or, I already said that. <laughs> Uh, Mama Rose is in the chat room. She is at ubnradio.com and on Facebook uh, answering all your questions. She's done her research. Please talk to her or she'll just get tipsy again. And she shares a birthday. Melissa Peterman, her birthday is July 1st. Oh, she's lovely then. And she loves you. Then I love her too. She she loves you. So she's there. Tony, thank you uh, for wearing your Ellen costume early to the show for Halloween. I really appreciate it. Somebody, and somebody did take you shopping and this is still what we get. Oh. It's like Osh, Osh Gosh Bagosh for adults. Well, you know what? Just add like a kicky scarf. And <laughs> <laughs> like Earrings. Like a little mascot. Yes. Just a little color. Just yes. A little color. Like something. A splash. Yeah. Now that you've said it, now he's going to come in Get with like. Get with the cat ears on them. A fun, yes. little, a fun little headband. Or maybe just one of those called a fascinator. Or, <laughs> or a hairpiece to help you out a little bit. Yeah. Just, just something. Oh, like that. Oh. oh, Tony and I go way back to the He likes to tiptoe that line. <laughs> I don't tiptoe on that line. Believe me. I hunk down that line. Want to hang out with me in the show? I'm coming uh, this weekend, actually. Palm Springs LGBT Film Festival.
Festival. Uh, it's the 21st through the 24th, a series of great films. Um, I'll be there throughout, roaming around, doing some live streams, uh, the opening parties, the closing parties, in-between parties. I'm also going to be introducing and doing the Q&A. Uh, and I'm really excited about this for all the LGBT horror films. Ooh. And it's like a block of them and they're short films. So I'm really excited because I'm a horror uh, film fan fanatic. And we're going to have the filmmakers there and we're going to be covering gay ghosts. You know, is it horror, horror, horror films? Horror films? Horror. Oh, okay. Horror <laughs> films. Sponsored by Grinder. <laughs> <laughs> Where do you stay there when you go? <laughs> he doesn't have any. Put me on this spot. <laughs> I'm hoping to see one of the filmmakers. Those, those clothing optional places? No. You Although they are a sponsor. Yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah. They are a sponsor. Melissa, yeah. yes. I'm insane. It's going to be crazy. I'm going to be in the trailer outside Camelot Theaters. Let me in. Do you ever go to Palm Springs? I love Palm Springs. I haven't gone as much as I used to go before we had, you know, Riley. It used to be, you forget how easy it is to get there, and it is beautiful. Not on a Friday. Well, yeah. Oh, yeah. but I, if you go early, you, you can be early, at happy hour by 10 a.m. Got to be there before 11. But I am going at the end of October. We, my uh, book club, which I you have a book club. It's loose. We don't read. We <laughs> <laughs> um, just meet up at Starbucks yeah. and chat about boys. Melissa Peterman's <laughs> book club. And by the way, our exactly. book club, are, are, we're going to Palm Springs for a weekend and just rented a big house. So, yeah. <laughs> I don't know how much book reading club. we're going to do. You guys are going to have so much fun. What's the address? I don't know. <laughs> even yeah. our, my Ann Von Herman, shout out. She got us a big house. So I do love it. And I love it's just so much fun there. I, and everything the is beautiful. The architecture. Oh. And just the I pace. I love the Ace Hotel there. That's the, the Ace. best Ace, oh, the Ace That's a big best. gay hotel, Melissa Peterman. They like love said, you, though. The gays love there. you. Um, no, it's my. It's the best Ace ever. It's it's so... I love it. I feel like I get avocado toast, and I just feel real fancy. <laughs> <laughs> I just that's the energy is better. It has a little better. barbecue pits outside the rooms it and does. everything, right? I feel yeah, like I need to get hipper when I walk yeah. in. I you just, are hipper. I'm just like, oh, yeah. where's all my vinyl? <laughs> <laughs> Did I pack No, it? but like in Palm Springs, like the energy is different. They literally have happy hour starting at 10 a.m. It's great. It's fantastic. Anyway, see me there this weekend. Go to cinemadiverse.org for your tickets. Also coming up for On the Rocks, uh, the Marina Del Rey Film Festival. I'll be there Friday, October 6th at 7.30 p.m. I'm moderating a Q&A for the premiere of Valentina, which is a Latino crossover by filmmaker Jorge Xolopa. And you're like, who? Jorge, I'm not even kidding you, is going to be the Latino Steven Spielberg um, his films are great. He's young. He's, he's self-taught. He's your favorite Chalopa. I've never said no to a Chalopa. <laughs> Is that his last name, Chalopa? Chalopa. Chalopa. Yeah, it's very Indian. It's with it starts with an X. Sounds Jewish. Oh wait, did he just do a thing on NPR and talk about? I think he did because he talked about his first film. He did entirely on an iPhone, and it's at all the film festivals, and he won all these awards. So this is following for you know so much media and information. I'm in the car a lot. Like you're on social media a lot though, because I'll post something and you like it right away, or Stan will post just woke up and you like it. I'm not <laughs> proud. <laughs> <laughs> no, but when you see like Melissa, Melissa Peterman follows you, you know, you get a little, you know. Melissa? I, I Melissa. <laughs> That's your Latina Melissa name. Shalupa. That's your Latina name. <laughs> Melissa. Um, but you know what? I have to say that you, ha you know, obviously you, we have to do it for the business, but I have met um, some I truly enjoy interacting with people. Mm. And, and you're fans. cute about it. And I'm totally myself. It's totally me. I don't feel pressure. I know a lot of people are like, oh, what do you do? I'm like, if you're thinking about it, it's not really you. And you don't yeah. don't post then. Like if there's if nothing's speaking to you, don't do it. Be yourself and it'll work. And that's how you get because people can smell a fake and a fraud. Like, yes, super easy. It's like, oh, that was funny. Watch my new film. Yeah, yeah. Right? You know who you, who you remind me of is Wendy uh, McClendon. Yes. Yeah. You guys are so alike in the way you interact, and you're just like, here's my pic I took of me, and it's it's you, it's it's your life. She's so funny. She's hilarious. She's awesome. She did the show once. We're gonna 
drunky drunk. Yeah, her husband called in and, and she said, had, are you coming home? <laughs> Literally. And then I said, okay, Wendy, go, this is your mission, like, um, fried green tomatoes, like, go home and, like, Reynolds wrap or whatever, and she never told us if she did it or not. But I'll find out. Yeah. And Facebook do people friends. message you on Instagram and things like that, and do you respond? Well, you or? can get message people if you follow them. Yeah. Um, literally, speaking of not to, like, drop the play in, but one of the, um, the Ruby, who follows me on Twitter, who's followed me for years, um, drove up to see our show last oh. week, and, and and you and again, not to like you can tell if they're genuine people yeah. right away, and so I truly like mm-hmm. her. I've enjoy, I she's I met her in Vegas mm-hmm. once, and there's a few people, actually more than a few, mm-hmm. that I genuinely love when I see them and interact with them, and have become really good friends like friends where I'm like to my husband like no you can super like confirm them on Facebook they're totally the real deal like they're really awesome and fun but that has to be a little weird sometimes because you never know if a fan and Stephen I'm going to bring this out about you we have one of your fan art you get a lot of fan art and and you meet so many people around the nation that they they love your roles and you know do they think you're the role and since you interact how do you know when to when to participate or when like oh this is a cuckoo I think you know it's in the eyes, real quick. <laughs> <laughs> if they meet, or if one is like, <laughs> yeah. No, I, I honestly, those glass eyes. I think yeah. it's like anything. You don't have to be a, a person who works in the industry to be able to, like, when someone comes up, you can tell if they're being genuine or not. Like, you can just tell in two seconds. And I, I, I think for the most part, when people come up, I don't. When people say, "Oh, I hate it," when they're like, you know what? I would hate it if it stops. The minute, oh. the minute somebody doesn't say, "I've enjoyed your work," my favorite things are when someone comes up and just says. You know, my dad was in the hospital where I was going through a divorce or like this made me laugh. Like that's that's your favorite thing that, when people go through a divorce. No, <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I just said you made that the idea that yes. you made somebody laugh during it, something that was really tough like that because it sort of validates because you feel like, what do I do? I'm not a doctor or a surgeon. I mean, I walk around like and you sometimes wonder, you know, what your what your you know what your contribution but is you're to also society. Sure. You, don't, you know, you but don't get that feedback very often either when you're yeah. when you're television. You know, you don't get the live back in my house. I think much, I'm you know. nailing it. <laughs> <laughs> but you also every time I'm killing it, <laughs> <laughs> and then just you go in public, you might not be. Like it's just nice to have but that real feedback. But you're also political, and I love that about you that you can talk about. I do. Funny you do it in a gracious way, though. I, I have to I say, I will but always be gracious because I get it that you know I get that. Um, it's a, it, the climate is really difficult and my, my, for me when it comes to that stuff my thing is vote Just and if you don't I don't want to then don't talk about stuff or and, and be informed like that's be the biggest thing is like know your facts and, vote. and also vote on a local level like when people if, any, if yeah. anyone's ever said anything they're like you know what I was so excited when I could vote when I was 18 like I grew up knowing that is the biggest privilege. And by the way, nerds, the big ladies, day, right? Yeah. It has, it ain't that old that we got to vote. Like, yep. you know mm-hmm. what I mean? It, it's not. All that. I thought about it was here comes jury duty every two years. <laughs> but I love jury duty, by the way. <laughs> really? You get snacks. You get to meet weird people, <laughs> and met, you get to I look at guilty good, people. I met some guilty. Good, I met Whether some I've good heard friends. Or not. I'm actually going to the theater tomorrow night with someone that I met. Stan, we gotta get you on Tinder. <laughs> <laughs> this is getting sad. <laughs> jury duty. But, yeah, jury duty date. That's, it sounds yeah. like a lifetime movie. J-D-D. Jury duty date. <laughs> but do you ever? Uh, the verdict my, is in. When this one doesn't work out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm leaving. But when you do get political, have you ever gotten feedback from fans that, because uh, you know Dolly Parton, I guess, got some Feed, uh, negative some feedback. Fans. I really try to stay away from it on like that stuff, but when it's my personal stuff, and, and the few times I've done it, it's always, it, am I getting too far away? There's someone's phone that next to the microphone and it's, it's buzzing. Oh. 
Oh, it's probably me. I'm so popular. It's not. <laughs> um, no, I, I think that my thing is is my father raised me, and, it, and politics were discussed, and um, we don't always agree. Is that you never? I would never name call. I would never say someone's opinion is is stupid, and I think that's where we get into trouble. Is like we're at a place right now where you can't that that however you vote or however what party you affiliate with, they now be call that an adjective. It's supposed to describe everything about you and I don't think that's fair. So mine is you never name call, you back it up with facts and you be gracious about it. Like you just and you have to listen. And I that's what scares me the most about where we are is trying to get people to listen. Because we're not gonna change a lot of each other's mind. But at the end of the day, sometimes I want to go, you know what? If my mom was sick, I if if your parent was sick, we you'd feel pain. You what do you want? You want great schools. You want love. You want safety. You want health care. We all want the same thing. It's not, we're not that far apart. You know, we really aren't. And when we get hung up on these issues, that get so emotional and so heated, and it makes me crazy because humanity. You know, and again, I have an 11 year old. And so he's living in this time and he says stuff to me, you know, and it's really hard as a parent when someone goes, how there's so much people are so angry and stuff. And I and, you know, I just say to him all the time, I'm like, right, you know, I truly believe there's more good than bad out there all the time. And all this means is that you have to be a little bit louder, a little bit kinder and, you know, use your voice. Just you be kind in a louder way. You you're active. You're part of, you know, I just said. There's way more good than bad. I totally believe that. I still believe that to the end of, you know, even in today's days where you're like, ah, there are way more good people than bad. And so the good people just got to get a louder and get louder with your actions. You, you know guys, what? Let's get, get some loud. applause for that. That was crazy. But get loud with your actions, you know, go. And when people, if they want to say stuff, I'm like, you know what? I vote every time I put money where I want to put it. I put my money where my mouth is and I don't have to tell you where I put it. Like I will donate. I'll do it. I, I I get involved where I want to, and that's just be loud with actions because people are so like blah, 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 mm. back and forth. I'm like, talk is cheap. Go do something. What do you care about? I got all my congressmen and stuff on speed dial on my phone. Like, <laughs> and if, that's you, if so you disagree, important. like, just say, please vote this way. Or Why is Anthony Weiner's so uh, phone number yeah. there, by the way? Oh, for the picture. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. He's a great bowler. Yeah. <laughs> Does your son watch news? Are you, do you, well, yeah, do you hold stuff super, back? We, what you he know, sees? Or? Uh, not so much. I mean, here's the thing. Kids are the best judges of character, too. They can sense in two seconds, like, well, that, that person seems like a bully or that seems, you know, but my husband's a news junkie. And so sometimes I say, just turn it off, you know, mm. and because uh, it does affect him. Like, he says stuff like, well, Kids can be brainwashed, too. I've seen some nasty things uh, being said by kids just because they heard it. They heard it, and it, that's the truth. It's like they didn't, they weren't born that way, you know, as far as, like, they didn't know to, that they didn't like this thing or that was wrong. They hear stuff all the time. So. Well, and it used to be, if you uh, quoted your president, oh, God, we're so proud my kid can quote the president. Now we're like, don't quote. Yikes! Yeah, please yeah. don't. Oh. <laughs> Yeah. Yikes. Yeah. Uh, well, Melissa Peterman, that was very en- enlightening. Can I have a little applause for that, Thank by you. the way? Vote. Vote. Vote or shut up. But I think that this is, a, we're going to get into your to your in-depth interview, but I think this is part of your comedy is so smart. It's so well-rounded. It's not just one thing. And you fit so many different genres so well. And your personality is so intoxicating and, and tangible on the screen, uh, which, of course, we saw in your scripted shows, but in even a worse cooks in America. Oh, my God. You literally like just burst burst in, in into laughter. Um, anyway, so come see me at the Rita Del Rey Latino <laughs> Festival. I'll be there. I hope I don't have to do the moderation in Spanish. I just thought about that. Why not? 
Can you? <laughs> no. I can't even order a Del Taco. <laughs> I just point. Mm. Bueno. Um, also, Halloween is around the corner, Friday, October 27th, at the Belasco Theater in Los Angeles. We are going to tear that up. So come see me. I'll be doing celebrity interviews, live streaming. Also, Palm, Spring, Palm Springs Pride is on its way. I'm going to be there for three it's days. so late. On the main It's the first weekend in November. Yeah. I'm going to be there for three days on the main stage. Whew. I think it's good though in Palm Springs to keep it till November. Yeah, first day. <laughs> yeah, it's under too hot because it's it too hot. <laughs> well, and we know Palm Springs is the gays and grays. Most times it's in one person, so we don't want to lose half of the population. In and one that's bride. lovely. Yes, yes, we it's, love it. It's the best. Okay. I'm very okay, popular Stan, in Palm it. Springs. <laughs> <laughs> they love their bears. Uh, like us on Twitter and Instagram at On the Rocks on Air on the web on the RocksRadioShow.com. Send me an email. Book me for a wedding, funeral, quinceanera, bris. <laughs> it, it's fine. I'll be there. I'll bring Melissa and some. You Seem pretty open. I'm really open. Yes. <laughs> Send me an email yeah, to info on the Rocks Radio Show. Where's that vodka? Yes. It's, 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 it's actually here. Wait, you guys, someone you. took my passport at the door. That's normal, right? <laughs> <laughs> you mean you left it there? Yeah, it's fine, right? <laughs> it's fine. Okay, you don't like to travel. Wait, so now do we have to bring our passports to the airport? I don't understand this. You know, I literally brought my birth certificate to the changed. airport last you time I had to fly. I just bring my headshot and resume. You don't have a headshot. So, by the way, you don't have a headshot. I don't. No. I do have one, but it's No, I had to Google old. Melissa Peterman to get your headshot for the poster. Well, I'm sorry I haven't had time for a photo shoot. I've been busy working. <laughs> I, I know a few people. I, <laughs> I, I think you'll be fine getting back into the country. <laughs> you know, so. just... Um, anyway, welcome back to the show. My co-host for tonight, longtime friend and leader in the nonprofit world, founder of LifeWorks Mentoring, which is the leading LGBT youth program... Now at the Los Angeles LGBT Center and currently executive director of the AIDS Monument. You have a big event coming up with Sharon Stone. Oh. I just hung out with Sharon Stone. You did? You Maybe. did? <laughs> yes. I, that's a sentence I never thought I'd say. <laughs> <laughs> um, and always an interesting experience. Well, I, I, I have pictures wanna, of you and him. Steven Tyler and like I this whole thing. No, no, go ahead. I haven't posted my Sharon ones yet. Um, so I do this charity event. Um, it's in Arizona and in Italy. It's the um, Celebrity Fight Night and the Andrea Bocelli Foundation. Sharon is at the uh, Italy one, the Bocelli Foundation every year uh, and I Italy. and she was also at, in Arizona this last year and I made her giggle and so we kind of hung up my favorite and she was such a good sport so funny She's I so went up great. and I said you know everyone says you've got a doppelganger out there and I never believed it till I met you and it was like it's like looking in a mirror and she totally played along she was so funny and we I was just in Italy with her um, at the Bocelli Foundation um, uh, fundraiser this week and she was lovely and she's so beautiful it's really hard she's striking it's she's really stunning. difficult yeah. like to look at her straight it's, it is like staring it into is. the sun it's it she's gorgeous i have a picture of you and steven tyler that you took and it, it was it was at that same night italy i mean there, it was a star-studded event i also love that you took the plane over like sitting next to reba like with with the eye eye things on and it's like <laughs> do you guys talk like the whole time i bet you annoyed everybody first no, we chanted and then annoyed because like like that that whole week sitting next to each other at dinner because we hadn't gotten to hang for a while but on the plane ride we're both we've got it down it's you know sleepy time oh mass, really mass, i just imagine oh so here's a picture of you and steven tyler <coughs> oh. oh god i super glued him to my face <laughs> 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 it looks like he's auditioning for moses like the the rock musical he can 
that's the thing about Rockstar. So again, I think he's wearing like this white, like super cotton, like almost like a floor length kimono. And oh, he could like, wear anything. If you weren't, if you weren't an Aerosmith, everyone would be like, "Sir, are you all right?" But you know what? When you're when you're when you're in a band and you're like a rock star, they can wear pirate sleeves and you know that. And he was so lovely. He is. You know, we got to see him sing at the Coliseum, and we were in the Coliseum. The actual, yeah. The yeah. actual Coliseum. Wow. And it was Elton John, Steven Tyler, Andrea Bocelli, who every time he sings, I, I just cry, I bawl. He's so beautiful. And um, it was for raising for the Bocelli Foundation. So it was truly, I bawled, I cried like several times mm-hmm. during that entire week. And then pinching yourself because you can't believe you get to be a part of this. And you, such a great organization. You look well. so beautiful. All your outfits were so stunning. <laughs> yeah. And your hair and do your you, makeup. Do you work with did a stylist? You, did you have someone come? I, do you? Last I time know. I went to Italy, I used it. <laughs> it also stands. No, I mean, I know, it's so gorgeous. It's nothing like, to do with hair and makeup. It's a, it's You're a, such a great interviewer, Stan. <laughs> I mean, because normally people come you to look you? like shit. No, it was just, everything was so spot on. But when you travel, it's hard the, to the look good when you travel well, because. Yeah. Last time I went, I used um, my wardrobe stylist from Baby Daddy, Kat Orendriff, who's amazing. And so she helped me last year. But this year, I kind of, on her, trying to channel her because I didn't have a ton of time and I was back home, I you do stress about it you're sort of like oh my gosh i need two like formal things cocktail dresses and like a all white dress i who wears white yeah. unless you're like but you for know, celebrities you look so good in white <laughs> yeah 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 that you one do with the, the way it was with the cut cape? It. oh that was but being beautiful. a celebrity it's not even just picking out an outfit it's like knowing that you're gonna be photographed from every yeah. angle somebody's gonna take a selfie with oh, you i've given up on every angle I'm like, <laughs> I'm like you got one good angle and the rest all you get the rest is like a kaleidoscope it's just gonna be i don't even know i truly have given that up. I you know, are truly gorgeous. I don't care anymore. Like some angles, I'm like, if this looks good, if I stand right here. Because they give you so many I, things you're supposed to do. Like, I, I just, I don't care anymore. I mean. Steven says the same thing when he's on the runway show. He knows there's going to be bad pictures of him. Is there? Is there? Uh, no. Yeah, yeah, there is. Oh, come on. I don't yes, believe there it. Is. You're too pretty. <laughs> Thank you. But no, there's there's definitely bad angles. Oh, God. He's going to post about that. He's like, Melissa Peterman said I'm too pretty. Oh, I, but it'd be like, I'm already oh, doing it right now. I feel like Steven's like this. Like, you guys, you like this? Like, look at this yes. little, like. I mean, my nail beds really suck. I know. I, I don't even know what a nail bed is. I thought it was something at Home Depot. <laughs> anyway, speaking of Steven Deller, I welcome. Feel we, I feel like I jumped in on. No. Go ahead. Always, I want to hear about the event with Sharon Stone. I want to hear about Oh, Sharon Stone. Sharon Stone's amazing. She's actually, you know, she's raised about three quarters of a billion dollars for HIV and AIDS mm-hmm. causes, right? And so we're building the AIDS monument for, in West Hollywood. Um, that's what I, the foundation that I'm running right now. And, and she is, she shows up. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's simply said, she shows up and she's gracious and she's charismatic and she's funny and she's. And she's passionate about yeah, it. Like, yeah, for a long yeah, time. No, she's, yeah. you know, you talked earlier about you can tell whether people are true or authentic mm-hmm. and so forth. I mean, talk about authentic. I mean, she's there. She's present. She and was, she wouldn't show up. She doesn't have to show up oh for no, something she doesn't absolutely not. really care about. And she even mentioned that, that that cause in Italy when we were there, when Elton John was there. And she was uh-huh. talking about being involved in for years in that. And you can tell that she was involved maybe before everyone got involved, or hopefully yeah. everyone is involved. But, yeah, she's She's, she's courageous. Yeah, she did. She's Yeah. And you like you said, it's a, it's a not have to. You know, mm-hmm. she doesn't have to do anything really. So what she Except shows up stay, is I, If I were her, I would stay at the home and look <laughs> in the mirror, <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. and I would go. I've got no bad angles. There, there, there. Oh, yeah. Nailing it, nailing it, nailing it. Well, we've seen. <laughs> talk about we've seen Sharon Stone at every oh, angle. Yeah. We certainly have. Oh, you went there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, someone yes. had to. She would too, though. <laughs> 
She would. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Does she still live in San Francisco? She has a great sense of humor. But she so live, that the event here I think she lives everywhere. She lives here. Everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. she lives here. She's here she's most. But she travels a lot. You know, because she's, she's basically. She's Lion King. She's in all of us. Doing pauses. <laughs> but uh, so the event is Photo 17. It's on October 5th. And, um, and so people can look it up on Facebook or at AIDSMonument.org. But um, we also just added um, something very special. I saw. Um, I saw. We have Rufus Wainwright. <gasps> And Cigarettes and chocolate milk, my yeah. favorite song. But also a star of the Hollywood Bowl, too. He's a exactly. Hollywood Bowl sweetheart. Lovely. I have coined you the Hollywood Bowl sweetheart, by the way. Oh, uh-huh. Thank you. Yeah. She, she definitely is. But yeah. uh, So he's singing Hallelujah. And if you've heard his version of it, it's just Maybe amazing. Maybe once or so twice. Live on a grand piano for you know for the cost of a ticket, you can come in. Where can we buy yeah. tickets? Yeah. So, yeah, actually go to Photo 17 on Facebook or go to it's Is 17 spelt out or is it? No, it's just. The number okay photo, so photo one like seven. 2017 photo one seven and, am i gonna uh, be on there facebook and yes you are okay and uh and do you like how i did that aidsmonument.org <laughs> uh but thank you for all the nonprofit uh work that you do you know we've known each other for for years um and also you're an avid entertainment goer you have seen every broadway show every movie every big name concert from here to new york literally so yeah mm-hmm. I try. Yes. And I go, well, because it's now the time. Can I gush a little bit? So I didn't scare you when I came in, right? Because no. I was waiting all this time to tell you. So every year I do a whole summer of concerts at the bowl with a group of friends of mine. We're called Julie's Gang because they call me Julie McCoy because I do the, <laughs> the whole Christian. organizing I thing. I love it. So <laughs> the, the, the beginning of our bowl season is always sing along Sound of Music Yay! at the Bowl. Yes. And we get, our, we get boxes. So we get three boxes. So we're very close to you. And for those who don't know, Melissa every year does the sing along Sound of Music. But she does beforehand. She, I, are you on stage for two and a half hours? It's long. And it's the dress long, weighs We have some, she has a, some pictures. She's a actually. very heavy dress. She's in heels. How many years right? have you done that? I think 12. Oh, and I've been there, I think, every year. Here's the dress. Look yes. at that. Look at that. And, and who designs it, that? Um, uh, La Croix. Ali, Mon Atelier, um, Ali did this for me years ago. And I've obviously like added some stuff to it. but Like a stuffed animal. <laughs> like it's Truly, he yeah. found the exact same material that the curtains were, that the play clothes oh, were made out of. crazy. Um, it's my favorite night of the year at the bowl. I yeah. mean, it's just... I, I think you're perfect for it for the reasons we've been talking about tonight because you don't know what's coming. Nope. And these are families sometimes. They're little kids. Other men that are a little odd. Um, it's West a, Hollywood meets family it's and it's the cr- perfect right? way to do it. And you have to respond That's to these people and, and it's so wonderful. It actually is laughing with a little bit of tears in your eyes mm-hmm. because you're so authentic with these people and, and it's so funny to see what they come up with. Um, it's, it's, it's just really the well, highlight of the Thank you. I love really. well, There goes my we've intro. Seen the, we've seen the movie a million times. <laughs> and so that really movie, that's by the fun. way, doesn't that movie still work? Like oh, every time you see it, it's such it. a beautiful movie. And to see it on that huge screen with 18, th- and oh. I ball again yeah. every year with Edelweiss, Edelweiss with, with the, the lights. phones. Yeah. I'm uh-huh. bawling. Christopher Plummer <laughs> is still the most delicious. He looks pretty damn oh, good, by the way. Captain Von Trapp could whistle for me. Mm-hmm. I, <laughs> I, and, and Julie Andrews is just truly, <laughs> it's such a great movie. It was it's a magical a moment movie. and generation after generation. So thank you. Thank you Every for year coming. You make well, that can great. I have Julie's, uh, Julie's gang come up on stage this year? Oh, that would be amazing. Oh my God. That would be amazing. So Hello, it's my those, show and Julie, now you're on stage. <laughs> Julie's gang, you've <laughs> never heard that, right? Julie's gang, you're coming yeah. on stage. I'm going to be Isaac, your bartender when you get there. Very nice. Now I'm part of Julie's gang. But that's what's so great about Melissa. She's 
so funny naturally. Yes. When she guested on my series, uh, and she was so funny and added jokes, and I, I just said to her, whenever I get a show on, I want her as an actor, but also a writer. She really could be a that writer. That was her on beginning. Sitcom, she wrote for Brave uh, New Workshop, but always from truth and just so lovely. And that's why it's so special to me that we're finally getting to work together. But I've just admired her and been so lucky that you've been Aww, part my of my show. And she got to be a part of Silver, <laughs> Silver Foxes, the reading of my We house, have a picture of that infamous which, Silver Foxes, which is I, the I was not, not a reboot, her. but it's 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 a retelling of, of Golden Girls. Wait, no, that's just that's me in the dressing right. with Betty. Tony's White. trying oh. to find it. He's not that good of a gay. Oh, that's okay. Yes. Oh, people's choice. <laughs> right. Yeah. So it's at Stan's house. It's with George Takei, Bruce Valanche, who was just on the show last week, but by the way um Bruce but silver foxes foxes yeah that's it and leslie jordan i mean oh, this God, read through crazy afternoon wasn't it, it did, wasn't did you get valet for this because the read through i went yeah, through at your house parked, there was no valet you parked on the street did you ever hear when leslie street. jordan like it like there's a guy outside of the, the gay Starbucks in West Hollywood that was like... Oh, he yep. poured tea on. No, that was Leslie yeah, yeah, Jordan, yeah. actually. Yeah, I, I interviewed Leslie. Wait, 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 he poured tea on somebody? Oh, he yeah, he went off on oh, some guy. Hot tea, not like, like iced tea. Like, no, I uh, didn't see like, it like, there. Like, yeah. <laughs> 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 well, he's Leslie Jordan. He doesn't see a lot of things, yeah, so... He's, <laughs> he's my favorite He went off on ever. some guy because some guy was like doing like all this like anti-gay things and Leslie was like, I am not having this. And I got a text from like a million people like with videos of Leslie like going... And it went viral. together because the height. Well, so that whole room, though, was Bruce oh Lynch, George Takei. None of us knew. We were just sitting there reading a script, and they were so kind to just uh, appear and read. Well, and all the best of the best, the including funniest, this one. The it was hysterical. Okay. And I have to say, I had a moment when, you know, George Takei was like, well, hello. Like, <laughs> 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 oh, my. Oh, my. Oh, my. Oh, my. I thought it was Leonard Nimoy. Again, I'll take it. Like, but he was, it was so funny. And what I love about it is it, it, I believe it's going to find a home. And I think if any TV people are listening, it should, because it truly is. And why the golden girls worked was because it's about the family you find. And sometimes you have to find a family when you're, when you're older, because you don't have them. And, the way this pilot come, came about was that documentary about that there are a lot of men who probably come and out women. later in life and women later in life and then when they're mm-hmm. 70s and, and 80s they're going into nursing homes that maybe aren't as evolved and going back in the closet. So that was Leslie Jordan's. That was where his character yeah. started and off. And she with. played the character that had to be the person that ran the uh, nursing home and had to... Wow. But when it gets yeah. to series, I really want to be Leslie's daughter. Okay. Because I want that. The reason I, I've thought forever is that the reason my, him and my mother divorced was because she never forgave him for having to push me out because he was so tiny. Um, but I, yeah, it's it's a phenomenal script. And I do believe there's a home for it because, you know what, I don't believe that ageism. I, I mean, half of the shows on TV and the, what we just saw the Emmys, not, there, was, there wasn't a lot of like 20-something shows out there most of the lead actors in there were you know 40 yep. plus and yeah. it's like and i and we to be honest one, they look fav- stellar one of my though. favorite shows is grace and frankie yeah. right now yeah i mean it's wonderful right and you're talking about people that came out at an older age and then i mean great women's stories right and the stories that were this were like again it's one of those pilots where we've all read and we've all seen them and pilots have to be a little bit of like laying the pipe and we're explaining mm-hmm. everything <laughs> and the great thing about this is that you can just see the endless stories that would come from these this four group of men and their families and um, f- even flashbacks of like going back to when their wives yeah their wives dated, and like all this stuff so that's why we were so shocked that like we could not get one network 
any network to even. Well, people know that you're expensive, Stan. Really that's part of it. It's like, well, oh, it's Stan I'm Zimmerman. He needs a third pool in his house. I'm not. But when I had this group of actors that committed to just reading in my living room without a script or anything, it just, it, it so touched my heart. And it was just some, it was a very, very special afternoon. And we all felt it. It was so, so yeah. crazy wonderful. It will find a home. I it believe will, it. it will. Networks, are you listening? But I loved when Handmaid's uh, Tale won, and we're going to talk about well, the yeah, Emmys. Cause, uh, yeah, cause I thought Rose get, from- did decline like 11, 12 times. And, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but yeah. when the whole cast went up, I thought Rose from Titanic was, was accepting the award. Did you see that? <laughs> <laughs> I thought, but sadly, she's passed. Bad joke. Anyway, wow. moving on. Wow. So, <laughs> Prince again? Yeah. So, <laughs> like, do you saw <laughs> Prince in a store? <laughs> you could. The thing about what was great is you, you could see him around Minneapolis. Like, you know, he would, he would walk into a restaurant. He probably stood out a little bit. I mean, he would walk into a restaurant and He's full like, on like have the suit and, and like you know and like his heels and you're like dressed to the night or like Walgreens maybe like but he never cause Paisley Park. He never went to Walgreens. Yes, he Come did. On. Paisley Park is in Chanhassen, Minnesota. I mean, and he loved the Twin Cities. He loved Minneapolis, and so you could see him if you spotted him. That was a very successful segue. Thanks. <laughs> but this is what would happen during rehearsals of the play, and she would start telling this story, and then Marissa would tell stories about hairspray, and and Teresa Ganzel. Oh, oh my god, she's hilarious. She and in that voice, a, wait, she wanted a she's date. Hilarious. Vanity had a date with Prince, Prince. and invited, and Vanity Teresa invited Teresa. There. Oh my god! And after and the Teresa parking didn't lot, really know who Prince was, yeah. and so she's there with Vanity. You know, yeah. you think I'm a nasty girl, yeah. <laughs> 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 which is like an amazing song, and I know every, I, love I, know, I know everything. Sex, yeah. Apollonia, I know Morris yeah, yeah. Day the time. I know everyone that Prince loves. Yeah. And she tells a story, and she's like thinking that he's going to want to impress Vanity's best friend Teresa. Like, why isn't he working a little harder to impress? You know, he's probably Prince. They're like, um, I'll just have a anything that you have that's purple. <laughs> Don't look at me for two seconds and then look at me. You know, and uh, so Teresa walks out of this dinner with Prince and she just looks to her best friend and goes, you could do better. And it just made me laugh because she we didn't know that so I'm laughing. But you, you did it. She had no idea <laughs> who he was. He was the most genius guy and he's probably, and I also think he's just socially uh, not Awkward. like the most guy yeah. who's like, hey, Teresa, yeah. what's up with you? He's, he just, <laughs> 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 you imagine? I mean, this is a guy who can play 30 <laughs> instruments and is constantly thinking yeah. in just ways that are way above everyone. And I just love the way Teresa tells so, him that so voice, which is so sweet. Like, And I just walked out and I thought, well, you know what, Vanity, you could do better. That's actually on Princess Tombstone. It's very. So this is what, so this is what yeah. rehearsals <laughs> would be like. And I, we'd have to. Well, how'd you get any work done? We'd kindly say, like, stop talking, telling stories we need to do the play but everyone had such wonderful beautiful stories about their lives and we were all came from very different places that's why it's been such a cool it's experience. a great mix of girls we it really, really is like really Sarah's cool. 21 Sarah and so innocent and <laughs> oh I don't know she's kind of I mean, she's 21, and she's a really good actor. Really like, you look good, at that, and yeah. part of you wants to get mad and going, oh, what's it like to have your whole life ahead of you? <laughs> <laughs> Girl, I think you've done well. Speaking of uh, done well, we need to officially bring you on to the show so we can get into oh my your God, in-depth totally interview. No, so no, 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 it's, we no. We haven't done that yet? <laughs> Jesus God. No, because, you know, um, actress and all-around funny girl Melissa Peterman hails to us from Minnesota, Minnesota, which we learned about. Yeah. Started her career with over 600 performances in the improv play experience Tony and Tina's Wedding, then moving from hooker to television actress. Melissa Peterman has been one of our favorite funniest TV blondes 
I guess I should clarify, clarify that. Clarify the hooker thing, please. Yeah. <laughs> Her performance <laughs> as, family, yeah. as, as hooker number two in the film Fargo, yes. rewatch it, go rent it. Um, <laughs> when she's not stalk- when she wasn't stalking her favorite musician Prince, uh, she was charming us in her performance as Barbara Jean in Reba, the highest uh, rated show on the WD uh, during its first season. WD forty. WD forty. Of course, be hooker number one. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> uh, free forms, uh, baby daddy, uh, with the hottest, hottest, hottest men, cast. and yeah. in your, your characterizations. I mean, it looks like they gave you some some free reign there because you stole. Every scene. The other actors were like, okay, let's wait till she's done. <laughs> oh, I don't know if that's true. But I think in, on both series with Reba and with, with Baby Daddy, I've been lucky enough to have uh, these great showrunners and writers. Um, with Reba, it was Kevin Abbott and Matt Berry. And we had Dan Berenson for Baby Daddy. And, and um, writers, you know, they're re- you writers, you stand. Yeah. Like, they start to watch you and they write they hear your tone and they start to write for you and and um i've been so lucky that in both situations that they've been lucky that well you're very kind and well it's a good marriage one Um, needs the other but they and i we do because they give you great words but they also give you freedom i never felt in both situations that i couldn't play that we that i couldn't ask a question i couldn't pitch an idea maybe and that is a very lovely environment to be in and it and i think that good showrunners and good creators understand that it is collaborative and that if we are working it doesn't feel like that us against them like oh the writers and and the actors like it should never feel like that way and so i've been super lucky that but way. so few actors have been able to be on two hit shows you're in a very small group of i'm a unicorn yeah, and with a totally go. different you're audience a yes i'm a what? by the tunicorn. way i'm a tunicorn <laughs> <laughs> i've been on two shows and hit 100 plus episodes so that that's that's a big deal that yes. does not happen very very often uh, and most recently, I'm going to finish the biography. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> Please do. And most recently in Food Network, Celebrity Worst Cooks Yay. in America, which you guys is one of the funniest so seasons of that whole entire show I've ever seen. It's so funny. Where can I watch Tomorrow, the Food Network? Food Network. Food Network. Tomorrow, Tomorrow night it'll be the new episode. It's do they have that on? Like, do they have the episodes on their website? They yes, they do. App. You, you, yeah. Okay. yeah, You, you can stream them for free. All the episodes all right, for free. I need to go watch them all. Yeah, that yeah. Was <laughs> so fun and so challenging and super fun. Are you really like a terrible, terrible? I'm, cook? I mean, I'm not a terrible cook. But it, again, it's stuff like, you know, I've never done a lobster. I've never like spatchcocked a chicken. And that's a word. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm not being dirty. That's a word. Let's take a look. A at, yeah, oh, because no. even from the trailer, they they so lucked out with you guys. Um, and Carson is hysterical. I and just the Carson. energy. Help me out, Tony. Yes. Oh, is it plain? Leaving the bright lights of Hollywood to face their biggest fear, the kitchen. I mean, come on. Nora Dunn. No. A Fox. You guys. <laughs> this is a great cast. Uh, it was really wow. good. Wow. Hilton. <laughs> Nora Dunn. Legend. Eric Estrada. I wore the shirt. Yeah. <laughs> On your Instagram. I wore Poncho's shirt. I honestly had to ask who Sean Lowe was. He's the nicest. He's the nice bachelor. The really nice one. Carmen Electra. Just put him in. Uh, by the way, lived with Prince. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. A lot of time with him, asking questions. I did. For, for charity. Okay, just just you guys watch this. Oh. And truly, you know I know you're walking in. None. There are all these tools. Pots, pans, mixers, cutters. 
Is Carson fun? Totally overwhelmed. We've known each other for good morning, recruits. I hooked him up with his hairstyle. I love him. We're yeah. like this. Like, <laughs> Amberell. Even if I don't see him for like months, Welcome, I just walk in and when like, I hear the words boot camp, cool. I know that he it's seems that way. Deadly yeah. serious. Well, not deadly. No one's gonna die. No one's died, right? Wait, right? Right? <laughs> I love it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's that energy and that spunk. Yes. You guys watch. It's so hilarious. Um, I saw a noodle episode. That oh my God, Ling. Shout out to Ling, oh. the noodle guy. I loved him. Also titled as the Hollywood Bowl's sweetheart, she has hosted the Hollywood Bowl's sold-out sing-alongs for Wizard of Oz and Sound of Music. She also toured with Reba and Kelly Clarkson, though it was rumored that Peterman was lip-syncing to a track with vocals provided by Helen Keller. Uh, oh. Melissa has also hosted That's two new. shows, <laughs> uh, or has hosted uh, the shows The Singing Bee, Dancing Fools, and Bet on Your Baby, uh, where rich Americans bought foreign babies from uh, other nations. Well, not uh, quite right, but I'll baby. take it. Let's yeah. just oh, run okay. with it. That was the description <laughs> I pulled. <laughs> uh, currently, Melissa can be seen alongside Tony Award winner Marissa Jer- uh, Winoker, who was supposed to be on the show tonight, but she was filming literally all day and all morning. She's going to come on the show. It's just a matter of time. Uh, in Hi, Stan Marissa. Zimmerman's directorial piece, Heartbreak Help at the Complex Theater in Los Angeles. Yeah. Welcome officially, oh my God. Oh my God. Melissa Peterman. An hour introduction to your <laughs> credit. I feel like she's been here the whole time, though. It's so weird. I mean, by the time we get to the intro, I've You're already, gone. I've yes. already used the parking my best lot. stuff. <laughs> so I don't want to ask you the same questions that are in all the other interviews. And you know, what was it like to work with Reba, blah, blah, blah. I want to focus on you. Okay. And Stan, this is a question for you, too. After you leave such a big project, you know, Baby Daddy mm-hmm. just wrapped. And that was a number of seasons. You finished a number of seasons on Reba, and not only was Reba a great success for you and a great project, but you walked away with lifetime friends. Yes. When you walk away from a project, and Stan, when you've walked away from shows like The Golden Girls, Gilmore Girls, and Roseanne, and you see them, you know, what what kind of depression or what kind of emotional comeback do you have when you're wrapped and you're like, okay? Well, you certainly don't sit in your basement watching old episodes <laughs> crying. <laughs> <laughs> it's a... Uh, it's really hard. I, I remember after Reba being just, you know, you're, you're, no matter how many episodes it goes, you're always sad if you have this group that gelled. It's just sad because everyone from the crew to, to Reba to the cast to everyone, you gelled. So I remember just being a little sad and kind of like, you know, they're like, do you want to go to a meeting? I'm like, no, I don't want to go to a meeting. <laughs> you're, you're in a show <laughs> hole. I'm still in my underpants and I'm crying. <laughs> <laughs> I'll never get anything as good as this ever again. <laughs> you know, and you think that you, you won't get something like that and, and you won't have something as, like, because just the worst is the idea of going, I don't want to go do a show where people are not nice or there's one jerk who makes everyone on eggshells the whole time and you know, and then you you know you just sort of like trust in it and say I always say like you know I I I'm like let God let go I feel like I get put where I'm supposed to be, and then I was lucky enough to do in between that um, I did a show for CMT Working Class with Patrick Fabian and like Ed Asner which was a Ed Asner which was that was hard too because it only that was went your baby, wasn't it, you know it? it was sort of my baby yeah. and it was their first entry into scripted shows and it it didn't go but I loved every second and then you're sort of after that when you're like what do you mean I'm taking a meeting you know <laughs> um, and then I got Baby Daddy and. You, I. It was the same feeling as as sort of with that Reba group. Like Reba did a guest star on the show, and she said it just feels like us. Like I loved that cast, and I loved that crew, and I loved Dan, and I loved Michael Lembeck and Heidi. I, like we had a really special group again. So chemistry is is. But you, that's you, and you have to remember yeah. that. You just have to remember going. I, it will be like that again because you know why. 
because I'm going to walk in and make sure that I do my best to go. It's gonna we're gonna have but a great environment. Because of you, I shadowed on a bunch of shows, and I was lucky enough because Dan, I gave him uh, the creator of your show, mm -hmm. Baby Daddy, his second job, and so I went to shadow Michael Lembeck, who's, who's a best. classic director. The best. But you go onto that set, and everyone hugged me. Hello, they didn't know me. That never happened. I've shadowed on like 14 shows, <laughs> and that's because Dan, Melissa, they set a tone at the top. You get your guest stars gifts. You oh, welcome yeah. everybody. But the people you at the thank top. You. You so that's this. not but normal. She, then. No, but she so taught all these kids that have never done shows before, and I've gotten to work with Chelsea Kane because She's of that show. Lovely. You set a tone, and that's. Which Not Reba set done. the tone, like, and but, I, you know, but, watching her lead with grace and fun, like it should be fun too. And yeah. again, saying that you know you are allowed to have a bad day. Somebody can ha be cranky one day, but you're not allowed to poison this set. Like, and I remember being a guest star in some shows, and you feel like no one said hi, like you're just there to like do a line. And I just always and learned from Reba too, and also because my mother would kill me if you weren't nice. Like, you make sure everyone feels welcome because if they feel, if everyone, whether it's props, hair and makeup, um, set dressing, if everyone feels that they're respected and thanked, you get so much more. Everyone's willing to just to give more. They, we all want the we all want the same thing, the same thing. Yeah. We all want a great episode. That's, that's not the norm. You know? That's not the I norm. That's I can't imagine norm. how people make take the risks that actors do. In an environment that's where they don't hostile, feel safe, right? Yeah, yeah. I don't either because don't <laughs> you would feel so scared if you felt like someone might make fun of you. Or like, we don't have time for this, or just do it as said, or just I don't have time for your questions. You don't need to know all the information. Just say it. If you were in that environment, you wouldn't. I believe that you can see it in the product, and mm -hmm. I think in both shows that had a long run, you can see in the product that genuinely that hundred people that made those five people look good. We all gelled, and we all wanted the best and. Yeah. We all wanted that episode. I think you're right. I think p fans pick up on that. You oh, totally. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Uh, so you, you worked with some greits. Of course, Stan Zimmerman is director. Mm -hmm. uh, but you worked with and Ed Asner, as we talked about. Betty White mm -hmm. guested um, on the show. And you worked with Leslie Ann Warren. What did you learn from some of these veterans? Um, well, I learned that Ed is just a big old teddy bear. <laughs> I mean, you know, my favorite. Can I tell a quick story? Like with Ed, like I would. Okay. You're the guest. Yeah, How dare so you? Ed Asner has. You like could bake a cake in front of me, and I'd wait. Yeah. <laughs> well, it might take a while. She's on Worst Cooks, um, but you know me and Kate. <laughs> <laughs> Next season on Worst Bakers. <laughs> You're gonna love that that series. Um, no, Ed was like Riley must have been like five or six, and so he only knew Ed from Up, like Mr. Um, uh, oh, that's oh. right. Right. So, so but Ed, Ed Asner has that, seven yeah. Emmys, you guys, seven yeah, Emmys. Two, he's one of the only people that have Emmys for playing the same character in a drama and a comedy. He played Mr. Grant and Mary Tyler Grant. Moore and then Lou Grant. History making. Yeah. He's, and he's a big old teddy bear. I'm like, sometimes like, you know what, Ed? You just need a hug. I'm just going to tickle you. Yeah. I'm just going to tickle you. She loves her um, bears. He, I do. <laughs> I do. <laughs> I totally right. love Cover magazine is Ed Asner on Bear Roll Magazine. Ed, I go over to his house to have lunch one day and I bring I go I have to bring Riley because you know we didn't have a sitter or something and I bring Riley and I see Riley like walking around with like one of the Emmys and one of my favorites says like Riley put down the Emmy <laughs> <laughs> Riley put down the Emmy and Ed was like it's fine 
excited. <laughs> I have a few back. I got six others. Yeah. yeah. That's, you know, it's amazing. We're like, oh, I lost an Emmy. Who cares? I've got so many. <laughs> <laughs> and he, and right, we left and Riley's in the car. And he goes, well, he doesn't look like he did an up. And I go, well, that was a cartoon. <laughs> you know, but he, but Ed was so sweet and he let him look at some of the original like cell art of, um, oh, wow. it's Mr. Wow. Hendrickson, right? Yeah. Is his I name? That's right. Like, I cried too much to uh, watch it again. So oh, that movie. Movie. But he, movie. he was just such, and he, um, we were on the set one day and he crank called Betty White. <laughs> and then one time I was at, oh Kat- there's so many weird Ed stories. I was at Kathy Kinney's house one time with Marion Ross, Mrs. <laughs> Mrs. C. Yeah. Wow. Mrs. C. Yeah. And it was Ed's birthday. And so we were going to call Ed and it was Marion Ross and me like calling Ed Asner. And he's like, <laughs> why don't you two come on over here and make my birthday real good? And you're like, that's, <laughs> oh I just got, pro- me and Mrs. C got propositioned <laughs> by Ed Asner. <laughs> <laughs> in a very fun way. Like, he was, he was, I truly was in awe of him. Like, I loved, I'm from, Mini, again, Minneapolis, Mary Tyler Moore. Yeah, There's a statue yeah, here right. in our city yeah. with the hat yeah, up. Right in the middle. And I love. You loved, have a picture with that, don't you? I'm oh, yeah. Sure. Ten. Oh, my God, yeah. Um, and, <laughs> and, and Ed, he's just a legend. And he's a really smart guy, really, um, and a really good actor. And he so does it's theater. So nerve wracking. He does. He was doing, when we were shooting Working Class, he was doing a one man show. Was it Rose of. Uh, Roosevelt. Uh, it's a, it was a president, yeah, yeah, yeah. not Roosevelt. Right. <laughs> he was huge. I don't know. But he'll do readings at like the Jewish Taft? repertory Taft theater. The musical. He <laughs> just he loves theater and he just does it. He doesn't give and he a doesn't crap stop. of you, a word. You kind of want to go. Do you want to yeah. relax? It's like Reba too. Like, do you want to take a break and? And no, I think that they just love the work. But he's an old-fashioned veteran that you work, 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 work because that's your job. Not let me make a movie and then or where it is. He just does yeah. it because of the craft. And, Melissa, yeah. we got a few emails about your acting style because oh people dear. are really <laughs> um, interested in the fact that you come from an improv <laughs> uh, past. Um, Tony and Tina's wedding, of course, is is a huge improv. Six hundred performances, mm-hmm. by the way. 400, really good. <laughs> and how much of that is scripted? None of it's scripted. None of it. Is. Barbara, Bar- Barbara Jean's mannerisms probably were my favorite thing. And, and like they but you're very physical so in much. a lot of, of your comedy. It's like a mix of Lucille Ball and Charlie Chaplin, where you tell the story not only with your voice, but also with your mannerisms. With the squirrel. Oh, I can't tell. In the play. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just a squirrel. All around. Yeah. Um, I love physical stuff. I think that that helps. For me, that helps me become the person. And so I think every, we all have our own. So I think it's when you can decide on a few that are that person's, it's, it makes it so much easier to get into that character. My acting style is Elaine Stritch. <laughs> I love her. Basically, from start to finish. Stritch, hey! You love just to wear tights in a man's <laughs> Oxford. Oh, I wish I could wear tights. <laughs> oh. um, but uh, but uh, people want to know, uh, what is your acting style? You get a script, and what is your process? It literally comes to your table and... Um, well, uh, you, you could ask Lembeck. I think that I probably drive, and you could ask Stan. I drive... Dr- people probably think that, you know, for a 22-minute sitcom... That you know, there's not a lot of there's there's to me there's so much thought. Like I want to know all the backstory. Like a, a joke is so much funnier if you're specific. If you know specifically what happened, like well, did he betray me or like what's the deal? Did I know him? Did I do I love him or do I hate him? Like things are when they're specific, they're so much funnier. So I, I probably drive directors crazy because I like to be specific and. I ask a lot of questions. Um, I also have, I mean, I do I do have a theater degree. Like, I did Shakespeare. I did all that stuff. And I think 
it's up to me to come up with. Um, that was one of your majors. It was one of my majors. Yeah, just I one, you guys. <laughs> it's <laughs> the one that clicked. It only took me five years. Um, what was it like, Strasburgian? Like, what did you study? What kind of acting style did you? Well, in in our de- theater department, it was like you know you would do like Lee Strasberg. You would do all those things or like sense memory. And mm-hmm. I won't lie that I sometimes. And again, I'm not. I never judge another actor's process because. Um, you know, they may have to be in character the whole time, and I can be over there like, so anyway, um, oh, it's this craft service, and then I can go, and I can go right, I don't, I can access tears pretty easy, I think, because, I don't know, I think every, I don't know, I observe a lot of things, and also you've, I think I, I don't know, I'm, I'm getting all like, Flustered about this, but there's a moment well, you have in, an in our play. Style, right? Our play is really funny, but she found that moment when it just and it's like three or four words, and you just it hits you right here. And the first time she did it in my living room, I just kind of went. <gasps> we all we all like kind of stopped breathing because she just found the truth in that moment. But comedy is like that to me. The line between what's going to make you cry and make you laugh, at least in my family and the family I married into. It that is so small, and I think that when you can play that line, it's so much fun. And what I loved about both series and, and this show specifically is, um, I, like I would ask Dan every year, like Bonnie Wheeler can get away with murder. Mm-hmm. I can be the girl who walks in and I date these younger guys, and I walk and I'm like, "What up, a holes?" <laughs> but at the end of the day, if you if I don't have those moments where they know that I love my kids so much, and I, if you tried to, I would be on it. And to show that humanity, because you can get away with murder comedically if you have a moment of vulnerable where they see the humanity behind it. And everyone's more comfortable when they know at the end of the day these characters do love each other. And you can get away with screaming. Like, you, we've all been to Thanksgiving, right? We've all had that family day. Like, you shut up, Beverly. <laughs> and if I eat that, I, I never liked your stuffing. <laughs> Or that one family doesn't bring one dish every year. Yeah, yeah. You should we know. Do, you They're like the worst cookers out there. Like you should do August Osage County. I would love That's to That's a play. Oh, I would love perfect. to direct you Actually, in. one that of our fans emailed and said they want to see you and Reba do the musical Broadway version of Thelma and Louise. Oh, my Which, God. Oh, Can you imagine that car yes. ending and we'd be on wires? And <laughs> 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 I imagine you would do this. You know what I would do at the way out there? i just honk horn. Beep, beep, beep. <laughs> no, but what about Mame? Why don't you guys do Mame? You I would could love sing to. Mame. I mean, Reba and I, I always say this like, or that I. That would be a good one. I, I think that we know at some point we'll get to do something together yeah. again. But you could sing Ma- the B. Arthur role. Do you know Mame. who I am? I can't you, do that. You could. No. B. Arthur, you could do it. Come on. I, yeah. I would love to. We do want to work together. Bosom again. buddies. Yeah. yeah. But she, again, when you, ha- you find those. You could sing little, Bosom buddies? We could. Yeah. Yes. Come on, let's just do it. Oh, yeah, you okay. two would be wonderful, the musical. We're talking we'll it like Glenn Close in every goddamn we'll version a, of Sunset Boulevard. We'll do reading in my living anyway. room just to hear our I'll sounds. Start, okay, I'll start there doing you go. it, but no. Yeah. Um, I, I have a question, because I know you have to leave a little early to go home I'm to your family. I'm not because they're all talking about me. <laughs> <laughs> and you can't drive now, either. I know. <laughs> no, no, we legally say. <laughs> I know, Uber, yes. Um, your debut comedy special, Melissa Peterman, Am I the Only One? It was filmed in front of a live audience in Tennessee. I can't imagine, like, you know, being funny with a script and being funny uh, on TV and in film is one thing, but when it's just you, did you write your sets like you did at the early years in Brave New Workshop? Yes, and it's the most terrifying thing in the world. I would never call myself a stand-up in that way. I, I will say I've gotten to do stand-up. I think I like it a lot, And I th- but people who do that every weekend and every... It, it is the most terrifying... Uh, 
yeah, you can't, you're not on stage with an improv group going, oh, look at the eclipse, blackout. Um, that's all, by the way, that's a signal for the guy. The eclipse? Yeah, but like, that is always a signal when a scene is going terribly in a, in a Oh, really? Scene. I didn't know that. Like, oh my goodness, here comes the eclipse. <laughs> Which is weird, we just had one. That's so weird. <laughs> and that means we want a blackout. Um, yes. I'm I did not I'm saying that, that for you now. Is every time you, every time you blackout, I'm going to say, how dare you? Which is halfway through the show. Steve's going to be like, how Eclipse, eclipse. Yeah. Oh, look at that eclipse. Yeah. Power out. Um, it's terrifying. And I did write stuff. It was, but I'm so grateful to Reba for taking the chance on me and saying, hey, Melissa, hey, you, you know, you get that call. Hey, Melissa, I think it'd be a good idea if you come and open for me. And you're like, absolutely. <laughs> and then you hang up on, but again, and I think it speaks to anyone. If you, I wrote what I knew. I talked about what I knew at the time. I, and again, I knew that they were there to see Rebus, so that's they wanted some dish on that, some funny on that. So you make sure that you realize I'm just the opener. They're here to see her. So I would do some material very much based on what it's like to be, you know, friends with Reba. And like, um, <laughs> and then I would talk about stuff I knew. Like I had the stuff that always worked was always the very, which was my experience of, you know, being a mother. And, you know, people are like, oh, you know, you let your kid, you know eat those chips and you're like well he just quit smoking you know because um, <laughs> I, I just sort of like, I was just overwhelmed by like I thought again like this whole you know motherhood like everyone comes together and you know we're all like there to help each other and I found that for the most part your real friends are but there was a lot of moms out there that I felt like their job was like I call them the uber mom you know like you know that mom who like comes to the park and She's got fruit cut up in the shape of her baby's <laughs> face. Yeah. You know, and then she has a picnic blanket that she wove out of old envelopes. You know? She's like, oh, you give him those fruit snacks? Those aren't natural. I'm like, Which, oh, really? There's not a tree that grows a fruit in the shape of Scooby-Doo's head? I didn't know that. It's funny because an Uber mom now would mean a uh, mom that just drives you. <laughs> like drives you off. Yeah. So I talked about that. I talked about, yeah, again, I think the stand-ups that we all love – that are really really good at it which I, I'm not at all claiming to be they just you have to talk about what you know so that was sort of my stuff but if you could do your own show now what would you what would it be about my own comedy show yeah. or my good own question sitcom oh I'm sitting oh. here I'm gonna, I have a <laughs> I'm gonna pitch it tomorrow so tell me I have a couple really? ideas okay. marinating okay. um Tell me. I don't know. I, I do have a. We're I, gonna claim rights. I can't because <laughs> okay. I'm actually don't been talking about it some of okay. them. Oh. But I do have a dream. I do want to play. Is there a husky Latino in it? Um, <laughs> duh. A couple. Yeah. <laughs> From Spain, I could play Spain. That's in my writer. <laughs> Vodka and a husky Latino. Done. <laughs> <laughs> um, What's George Lopez get it? Two and one, right here. I do want to play, right play a cowboy. Like I do want to have like a cowboy. A cop. Like I do want. I want to share. Well, because you wore the outfit. In fact, go to Melissa Peterman on Instagram. Instagram uh, with your picture with Eric Estrada. You wore the chips outfit. I do. Um, I have a lot. I have a couple ideas that I'm talking that I'm working with a couple people, and um, I just want it to be funny. I like heart. I want to be able to. Um, uh, I want to work with. You know, I do want to do a. I do want to do a play in New York. I would love to do Broadway. I feel like you should say stuff out she loud. I want to do that. I want to. Um, I want to. You know, when people say you should have your own show, I'm like, well, I ensembles work the best. I want to be part of another great cast because mm -hmm. the two things that worked, you know why they worked for that long? Because it was not, there was not one, there was five or there was six that made it great. So I think that's always the strength. We got this email uh, about Heartbreak Help, yes. <clears throat> a show that's gotten such, such great comments. But the question was, why would you go back to a very small theater setting? And you guys, we're not talking about that you're doing the show with Tony Award winner Marissa uh, Jarrett Winoker. In her first play play. She's only done yeah. musical. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, that's yeah, her first, play her first play. time ever. Um, 
but why you would go back to to something like that is is Was the that question. Was that email from my business manager? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what the well, hell are you doing? On the same question, You're it's like. You're not doing this forever, right? Yeah, yeah it's just uh, three weeks. <laughs> no, because, do you want me to you go and ask? Yeah, I, I, yeah. Oh, I got plenty of questions okay, for Stan. Um, because I love theater. Truly, it, that is, there's the reason I love sitcoms and I love Friday night tapings is because you, you get to um, have that live audience feedback. And what I miss about, what's different between theater and like doing uh, live taping is, you know, you can have those moments and they work on it and you get the instant thing of like that joke worked or it didn't and they, they give you another one. But then you're like, oh, I want to do that scene again. And what I love about theater is you have every night a chance for these, these every moment will work differently in front of every crowd. And I love the idea of getting to revisit moments and see how they play in front of a crowd every night. And the for me, it was the chance to work with this cast of women who are truly um Amazing, you and can't to work, believe it's these just, four women and together opening night, the electricity—they were so alive and so in the moment. I was everything was so fresh and exciting. They're all stuck in a motel room in Joshua Tree at a women's spiritual conference, mm -hmm. and it's so. And what I love about Justin Tanner, and it, be, and it was Justin Tanner mm -hmm. who I love every play that he's done, and people in LA who probably know him, he's an amazing, brilliant writer. But no one else knows him outside and of LA. Every and his shows are sort of the hallmark of his shows are um, a slice of life of some very odd people in maybe a <laughs> in a weird situation or um, uh, a heightened situation or just odd people put together in they're very smart and very um, simple like there's aren't a thousand sets and no one's flying in and and he's so good at just human nature and like he gives these lines that just give such insight so and then to work with Stan so for me it was you know what I'm between stuff. I'm in that really scary, great time of I don't know what's going to be the next thing, and maybe it is um, nothing. I don't know. No. As an actor, you always go, it's always could be unemployment. But the idea of just, and also it was scaring me a little bit. Like I haven't done a play in a long time. And We've I been looking to do a play. We had talked to a couple places. We wanted to find a play together. I just think she would be, I knew she'd be so alive and wonderful on stage and people would want to see her up close. And that's what's so great is people are coming into a 50-seat theater. In New York, people do it all the time. In L.A., people do not do it. And that's no. what's so exciting to see these four women together up close, stuck in a motel room, and it's just in. And it's, and it's lovely and, and what's the dressing room like <laughs> oh my god um we don't it's, it's not fancy no. dressing room? again by the way broadway dressing rooms are not fancy either no, but, but this is even no like not. i have to plug in my curling iron on one side and then unplug it and bring it over to the mirror and try to get yeah. a curly <laughs> and then she, and then, you just gave it steven dollar like palpitations it's like wow and then she cooks hot dogs what? As well. <laughs> it's not fancy but again it's that's not the reason we We're did it and also I, I like the idea of having um a schedule like having to be at a rehearsal like otherwise who knows i would be watching food network in my underpants all day like I don't okay have a okay job. stop calling me out <laughs> right here um, this is what's wonderful about living one of the things that's wonderful about living here is that you can go down to a little theater which is unsung in los angeles so you, so you can actually get a ticket but you, you do not see, see this like level of action no you not can, no, no you can though i'm telling you, you in can. LA. not this every level once in, in 50 seat theaters everyone that has come there and says how did you get these women in this room to do this? And it's a testament to you that you they came with this energy to just come and play and uh, play this a revival and just have fun. And that's what we're doing was having fun. And the response has been just incredible. And I yeah. feel so lucky. So Unsurpri it's, it's very special. Like, I mean, it's, it's very special. Oh, it's yeah. always surprising. <laughs> really? By the way, you're so? terrified. Like yeah. we we were terrified because. 
you know, it's you don't know. You don't know. You don't know. And every part of play, you, you don't know. And that's the beauty of actors yeah. too. We're super insecure, and, <laughs> and and then you have to get on a live stage in front of people that are. It is fifty people, and like you can point them out. Like, oh my god, is he looking at me? Um, yeah. But. Yeah, it they're is, right on top of you. It, it, they is are. that my stalker? There's no escaping. There's no there's pretending. No pretending. There's no do you sense them or do you just get in the I, solo? I totally oh, you can tune them feel out. Them, right? yeah. oh, really? I, I mean, I, I, I tune out like not the responses. The negativity. Uh, yeah. Like, which I'm really any. good at like not even looking at you. <laughs> <laughs> Steven, I'll tell you that shirt's off. I don't even see you. But the laughter is so I never long. Out, I never tune you out. You have the, to. Opening night, they had to. Faces. I but don't you, want to yeah. see faces. I like to feel the energy. But and, you had to hold because the laughter was so long. It was on really. And, and again, you guys, I can't wait to see. It's yeah. not. Maybe that moment didn't play that night. Yeah, so that's night, what I love about different. it. Is as an actor, like going, don't freak out. Every moment will be different, and that's the beauty of of live theater. And what I loved when I was first starting out in Minneapolis was when you would do you do an improv show that you would write, and then you would do a live improv set every night. And what I loved about improv, it was the great equalizer. Like one night you're walking away, you're like, I nailed it. I'm so amazing. And then the next day you're like, I bombed. <laughs> and so you know, and I love that. I think it's so great to have all of those feelings. Like you should, as an actor, be scared a little bit sometimes you know you and I, I think working in a small space <coughs> i'm a big fan of patty lapone everybody knows that she has a restraining her. order are you but i've seen her <laughs> per- am I? but i've seen her perform at huge venues i'm like oh remember when we saw her at uh, royce uh, hall yeah. in la it was like yeah. great that was great i've also seen her perform in super small and there's just a, like a like a freeing feeling i think that artists and feel that it's is like a performer who's not who is um very confident in what they do. I think a lot of performers, and I think of when I think of like, even like this past weekend, just to say like Reba like doesn't know that David Foster may you know call her up to sing with Smokey Robinson, and a lot of performers are like wait, I don't know, I'm not prepped, I don't have this, and I think uh, performers mm-hmm. like a Patty Lapone, like a Reba, like a you know that are so in tune with who they are, and they they're not afraid they can do that they're not afraid to be seen in a small mm-hmm. venue they're not afraid to be seen on the street they're just not there's no fear there because they know who they are and they don't need a production and to be in control of everything i think a really great performer is willing to take let some control go for a while i but heard it, madonna's but, gonna just go to small little venues instead of doing like big like the little, sound booth where it's pre-recorded but music. how great would that be to see her in like a, a little yeah. small like that'd be yeah. so and as special. a fan don't you just love yeah, that oh, oh my god i mean to I'm see rufus rain uh, yeah. to see him that close would like kill me like if yeah. he's in california oh, I'd be i can't like, believe I mean, but i think that they're less there, right? they're, they're less careful with their performances and they're like well let's try something i've never done before because it's you know, i remember my yeah. parents talking about they grew up in detroit and they saw barbara streisand when she was just starting out came to this little supper little club, yes. little supper club in Detroit, and sang, <laughs> and that bad. for them was always a very special moment. And we don't get to have that enough. Judy yeah. Garland used to love to get drunk after her big performances and go to gay bars and Do other cabaret. small. Yeah. Well, that's bars what Lady Gaga was doing for a minute. She was, doing her, she was doing her dive yeah. bar yeah. tour, yeah. where yeah. she was going. She to played her trunks, you guys, in West Hollywood. Did, <laughs> did you know that? Yeah, she did. Lady Gaga. Actually, now we say good. She just walked in one. Good God. Yeah, I think I think that's a testament to a performer that's not. Again, you have to be really fearless to not be in charge of everything and not know how it's going to go. And also, you have to le- sort of 
trust your fans too, knowing that they they're and that's the thing. Most true fans are not going to be like, uh, her makeup wasn't perfect or this light. It's like, no, if they love what you do, they don't care. The face is going to be just melting yeah. regardless. Yes. Do you know? Do you know <laughs> I, I just sah uh, I just happened to be in Provincetown recently and saw Sutton Foster. <gasps> Oh, name her. dropping and everybody. So so on Sunday, Monday. I went to Morongo Casino. <laughs> so, so Sutton Foster, I, who I adore, yeah. she you love completely her. lost her lyrics. And, and so she stopped fun. and she started over again. What song? And we all got to laugh together. And I thought, you know, we got to be human together, right? And a lot of performers, that would, they would throw them and oh, they'd freeze. Oh, for her now. And it's like, no, just be like, yep, ugh. I, I should Mariah know that Carrie it's my own New song, Year's you know? <laughs> but it's an amazing, yeah. it, it's a very human thing. I love thing. those moments. Those I are the best moments. moments. Yeah. That sounds like a party, They are the, the best way. moments. They really Mariah are. Yeah. Absolutely. I want to see Rufus. What? Uh, Guess I think, what? I think you know someone now that <laughs> can I love him so much. California, that song, when I first moved here, I listened to that all the time. <laughs> California. Well, you know what? You can come see Rufus Wainwright because it would be such an honor for you to come to my events. So. Okay, we'll talk after the show. Okay. <laughs> what date is that? October 5th. Okay. I can do that. Are you free? What day of the week is that? It's a Thursday. Can you do a Thursday? Yeah, because okay. the we're show's done. over, right? Yeah, October 1st, we're Stan, done. So Let's all go. She's free. Stan, you're yeah. going to come too? I definitely will be there. Yes. All right. Can okay. I park cars? <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. good tips that way. Oh no, <laughs> Melissa! <laughs> <and Stan. laughs> wow. That didn't wow. go. Well. <laughs> Melissa and Stan, we're gonna do rapid fire, and then after oh, rapid no. fire, uh -oh. Melissa, I know you have to go back to your what family. It's eight twenty-two. Okay, go, I'll do rapid yeah, fire, yeah, and then okay, I should go. Go, go. Okay, and then, but we're gonna finish the show. Stephen Daler, the rest of the show is all you. Not only will take a shirt off. Culture report. You're gonna miss it with the shirt off. Yeah, we're gonna be doing pop culture, a brief recap of the Emmys, and then some juicy tidbits. I love when you have your report because you text me these tidbits during the day and I'm like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, so rapid fire, who wants to go first? Stan. Okay. That was my no, rapid fire yeah. answer. What <laughs> <laughs> <One> down? <laughs> Stan, if you had to recast one of the women in the original Golden Girls... Who would it be, and with whom would you have oh recast them? Oh, God, that is terrible. You have to pick someone's I think this already. is a really good question, <laughs> by the way. Oh, that's like taking someone off of Mount Rushmore. Yeah. Oh. Well, yeah, they're mostly gone. So. I cannot take, literally, those were the four perfect. Yeah. Iconic. Actors for the role, and I think that's why it has stayed the, the test of time because there is no one better. Re for it. What, what if he had a reboot? Role? What would a character that would be? It uh, don't talk to him about no yeah, reboot. He hates reboots. He just yeah. But if there was a present day cast, oh sorry, I'm not my interview. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. no I'm with you. Okay, okay, fine. We'll modify like it, Stan. Like a present day yeah, yeah, cast. Yeah. Who would play it now? Of, of women. Go to you. I, but to me, like, no, uh, you are like Sex in the City was a version of that. Yes, yeah. it was. So that's why I think. So it was Designing okay. Women. Uh, yeah. No, but Sex in the City really was. Do you really know what was. rapid fire means? Yeah. <laughs> well, obviously not. This is like, this Faster. is like senior He's Jewish. Fire. He wants to draw it out. He wants different rules. You have to think about the casting. Casting has been, I, I used to work in casting in New York. And I have to say, not to go back to this play again, but. Every single comment has been, these four women are so perfectly cast. 
they're just very specific and and, and I and, love I and again I my, the comments I've gotten is um that they'd love to see these four women in other situations. <laughs> I mean I want to see Margot and Paula on the oh amazing on the amazing race. <laughs> you see her and Teresa together. I mean cuz my character's oh my very God. like, you know, ah, you know, I get along with everybody yeah, yeah, yeah. and then she's like I've got sinuses and allergies <laughs> yeah, and you know blah blah blah. But. Well, uh during the transition when you have to leave, uh we have a clip of Baby Daddy with Lonnie Anderson <gasps> whom we interviewed on the show uh like a couple yeah. months ago and then we're also fantastic. gonna play a clip she, of you from Reva because I wanted to focus on your facial expressions but then they're, also they're on so that. Good on that she's one of those people when you meet her you're such a and fan and then from, you she meet her and she's like too. Yes. Oh, sh- oh no that's right that's and by right. the way also the first person on um uh WKRP, she was the first blonde that was not the dumb blonde. She was the yeah. hottest That's thing in there. That's what she said on the show. She was running WKRP. She was running that. They made her act dumb to do certain things. To but achieve certain yeah. things. Yeah. But yeah. She, no, she not. was in charge. Great. She was great. Yay. So we're, we're going to play that clip okay. while you run to your car in a mile away on the lot at something I was doing. I'm parked over at Denny's. <laughs> <laughs> Stan, uh, dream play you want to direct. It's going to be a downer, but the shadow box, it's about cancer. I did oh, that show. Yeah, I played the voiceover because it, it was a gender neutral yes, voiceover. It could be. It's a Pulitzer Prize winning play about. Uh, it's so amazing. It needs to be updated. I, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do I it. I want you yeah, to do the yeah. humans, too. I love that. Show. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Mm. What is the worst August show? Osage County with her. Yes, done. At the Greenway Theater on Fairfax. Oh, it's a beautiful story. Can I play the Native American <laughs> maid? <laughs> yes. There you go. <laughs> uh, what Transitioning, yes. Worst show on TV? Future. I mean, not future, a present or the past. future version. I know. <laughs> I know. It's called yeah. Mugs, Mugs, Mugs. <laughs> <laughs> I just talked about coffee. <laughs> 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 yes. <laughs> yarn. Tune into Yarn next week. We'll talk about yarn. It'll uh, spin you. Fox, Fox News. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, working with an actor pet peeve. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> Why does it tell uh, stories all the time? Uh, <laughs> um, questions, questions. Just so you know, he's writing all your stories into a play and he's not gonna give you royalties. Um, <laughs> when they don't at least say the words once. When they bail on without I have heard from other cast That's members that when they don't just say it. Read like here, you need here, to here, say words. at least you She's you you really do need one. to say the words because those words are important. That's their baby. And we spend time writing. And you spend time writing them, yeah, them. and really so you have to say them as is. And because even if you don't, even if you're having a question about it, they're not going to know how to address it until they hear it. Like and ba- by the way, most amazing writers, um, you like Dan, like everyone, they hear it if you say it right. Just like if you say if your thing is I'm not sure that this is reading this. If you don't let them hear it. How do they know? And you and most of the time they're like, you're right. We need to fix or tweak but that. That's rare that they will do that. You most need of the time to. And by the way, if you don't, yeah. if you don't, they'll never be the one. Why would they listen to you with the pitch? If you, you didn't trust yeah. them, so yeah. why would they? Yeah. Why would they, yeah. why yeah. would they ever it give you a chance? It goes both ways, yeah. and that's cool. I love to do Shakespeare by you know. Shakespeare scares me, but one day. <laughs> no, it's easy. Really. Yeah. Just give the original idea. You don't really need to like, get into the... I thought you a lord of true gentleness. Oh, <laughs> oh that a lady of one man to see should have another. Yeah. I mean, I did Helena. Okay. It's way more rigid. Right. I could see you in Taming of the Shrew in a heartbeat. 
I love it. By the way, Shakespeare to me is the easiest because you, because of that uh, iambic pentameter, yeah. you can't mess it up. Yeah. It, it, if it doesn't fit, you know you're unless you drink and then it's a mess. And then you're like iambic <laughs> pentameter. I think it'd be really, fu- I think it'd be really funny just I to read. I love my iambic pentatonics. <laughs> 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 I love my iambic pentameter. Have you, you done Noel Coward ever? The iambic pentameter. Oh, Noel Coward, I would love to. I think it would be really funny to do a whole Shakespeare play. Oh my God! How about lend me a tenor? Ironically, just read every line. Ironically, I did too. <laughs> I played the Italian you singer. No of course you did. <laughs> Long time ago. Or Moon Over Buffalo. Noises Carol, off. Carol oh but noises off, you'd be good. I love yeah, that. Yeah, that would be good I love theater. Yeah, I totally yes. love okay, Stan. <laughs> this is rapid fire. It's like another show. It's her. a spinoff show. Give her Just real fast. <laughs> okay. It's rapid. If you, could, if you had to spend four days in another city without your cell phone, email, anything, what city would it be? London. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a lot to see. Melissa. Yes. Who would be your celebrity baby daddy? Oh God! Oh my God! Um, uh, oh my God! I'm right here. It'd have to be a funny guy. Um, so it would have to be um, Will Armisen. Oh, that's a good one. Wait, Fred Armisen. <laughs> oh no, you will. You, will Arnett? Would you say Will? Will Arnett, Fred, Fred Armisen. <laughs> I go for funny. Funny wins all the time. Will, but uh, what if it was Will Arnett? I, you guys, you, that's a you, good question. But I, I mean, again. To me, the hottest guys are super funny. So, so um, she says SNL. Absolutely. Um, but they'd be a little cute. You like your husband is very beautiful. cute, and you guys are so cute. By the way, celebrated. Fred Armisen's adorable, and well, so he is, is adorable, um, Will Arnett. <laughs> oh God, it's rapid fire. Don't judge. Okay. <laughs> no time uh, for judgment. No time. <laughs> Dressing room must have that. You will just. You will. If if it's not there, you just can't do a scene. <sighs> George Clooney. but do you have like a personal like totem that just has to be with water i just water i'm so simple you guys (laughs) bubbly or flat uh half bubbly half flat (laughs) i'm a lemon like my personality (laughs) i like black water bubbly (laughs) you guys now we're gonna see a new water on this at whole foods black you just need to put things on your rider more than water, though. I did have to do that when I was touring, and I didn't know what to <laughs> no, say. It's gonna be so black I just made now. up stuff. I'm like dentine. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, your worst audition. Oh my god. <laughs> I was auditioning to be. I was auditioning. I've had so many worse ones. <laughs> I have so many bad auditions. You could see them all going. You so can see going them going one of my favorite bad ones was I was auditioning to be a lawyer in a space like alien trial. <laughs> <laughs> was this Star Trek Six? I don't know what it was. I can't even remember. Show? But I remember it was like I was being like this lawyer talking about like. You know, and one of the lines is like, but you know, this is like the first space alien baby child. <laughs> and I, I remember doing it and like asking for notes. And um, I like, so, and I did a pretty straight like lawyer talk. And then I, so do you, do you guys have any notes or anything? And they were like, just remember, like the stakes are high. Like, <laughs> they were like, you know, just remember the stakes are high. This is the first alien baby trial. <laughs> guys, I'm dying. And again, I can't keep my mouth shut. So I was like, right, because like the next one set the precedent. Really. <laughs> like Roe versus Spock. Yeah, I'm like this is, not, this is not the one that set the precedent. Like the next alien baby trial oh really, really set. So, so I walk out of there and I literally call my manager after because I they did not. You find fired that, your manager. Did not find that funny. No, I called him like, yeah, I'm probably not gonna get that. <laughs> but I've had a lot of them. Like I've had one where. I'm like at a network test and I'm pretty sure I didn't get it because I had a bubble in my throat like because network tests are basically like do you not just you know 
shit your pants for two minutes. Like, I mean, you have to do the same thing you were doing in the audition. And like, you get to that, you're like, you're about ready to do your best job. Like, well, and that's why I told him. I'm like, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> Bubble in my throat. Bubble. Like, so, but I've had a lot of them where, you know, where you drive home and like the worst for me is because I think I'm pretty good at getting the information from the paper. And then you drive home and you're like, oh, that was a joke. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but on Reba, did you know when you left that, did you have it? I knew that it went well because I walked in and it truly, and by the way, the two, my two best, and like out of all the many, I can only think of like two, like Dan, I would, I always tell Dan, my baby daddy audition to me was the worst audition I had. I had, mm. I had been touring that weekend. I'd done stand up. I was, ha I had a cold and I think I took night quill instead of day quill. <laughs> and so, and I, I, I really feel like my first line was like, well, don't say that to me like that. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I truly felt like my line was like, how can I be a grandmother? <laughs> 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 and I was so embarrassed. <laughs> and Dan says it totally different that it was great. Like I remember driving home, and Michael Lembeck is good friends with this um, good friend of mine, Bob um, Krakow, who's, who's an amazing, you know, Bob. Yeah, I think yeah. is an amazing like acting coach, and uh, they're good friends. And I literally emailed him and said, Bob. You may want to tell Michael you've never met me, like, <laughs> because he worked with his on Reba. I said I think I just was so horrible, and if you want to just tell him like that I'm not that dumb, or I'm I don't say things like this all the time. <laughs> <laughs> and Bob was so sweet. He's like, don't worry, he'd already called and asked about you, and I just said you were the real deal. And like, um, oh. but Dan tells it differently. I, in my head, it was the worst. But um, Reba, I did sort of know because I left. I had one of those clicky moments where right before the audition, I went, oh, I get her, I got her. I know who she is, and I, and then then to me the words that matter. The, and I just had this thing of you can't, she can't know that Reba doesn't love her. Yeah, like I go, she has. To, she's that would have changed the she whole has dynamic. To, she has to truly believe that I don't understand why we're not best friends because I think you're so great, <laughs> and like I have to not hear the insults. Like I have to. It just has to do this. And I go, you can't love to hate her. You have to hate that you love her. Otherwise, sh she's so boring to you. Oh, like I <laughs> get out. Um, but that's amazing. But I had. But I, and I remember being in the audition, and I, and I kind of improvised one little line at the end where it was like, you know, um, it was a. Michael and Mindy were in the room, and they were like, I think the line was something like, so when you go to church, you know, do you sit in. Uh, the a regular pew or is there a special section for adulterers and i think i kind of like well um actually i sit in the choir so i don't know what you <laughs> like me like just play that i didn't yeah. understand like um i don't actually i don't sit in any of those places like whatever and it was just make her sweet like she can't and then i left the room michael hannell um followed me out which that never happens unless they're like um you left your purse <laughs> which by the way does not work like when you're sleeping over at a guy's house you can't leave something they call you back um, and he just said where because he knew i was flying out of time say where are you going and i said i'm just going away for the weekend um so i'm coming right back on monday so when they asked me where i was going i kind of felt that that might be good and then i was flying to portland oregon and when i got off the plane i had a message that said i was going to go in to, to test so but that one I knew. You, and to me, I never care if I get it or not. I just want to know that I didn't bite it. Like, if I prepped and I did all I could do, I don't care if I don't get it. It's when you feel like you did not your best, then I will beat myself up for but days. But that was one of those parts and actors that came together. I remember, and I didn't know you at all, when she came on that screen, in that part, in that role, with that attitude, you just went, 
who the hell is this person? And it was totally different than what they thought. And I think they wanted this. And you just she was special. She was going somewhere, and you just wanted to the, watch I think that's you. what really attracted us really so many people that probably wouldn't have been attracted to the show because the yes, subject matter in first place, I know a lot of people like, were turned off by that. I remember mm-hmm. my mom being like, the subject matter really turned right. her off, but then she was like, but I love Barbara Jean so much. that like it was that relationship. It was between Reba and her. Like yeah. That's the one, these two women who are, you know, in trusting each other, like with, her kids and Reba lived this like you know everyone has got families that are blended and you have someone you have to get along with and you don't always love it and we would have these great discussions with each other and like the writers too of like you know we know when the show's over when it's like I thank you for letting me love your kids or thank you for letting me you know that relationship was the one that was the, the but that's show. magic, and as a writer producer, you when that happens between the marriage of the actor, the character, and someone like that comes in that's so special, it's gold. You know it. Everyone saw it. That's what made propelled that show, like they were saying, and yep. that was so cool to watch. It. Well, during yeah. the transition, uh, we're gonna play this scene where you come over to Reba's house with your newborn baby, and you just can't handle it anymore because it shows. It shows. <laughs> The relationship, it shows your comedy side, but it also shows uh, so much uh, amazing, amazing yeah. talent. Yeah. Like, I just... <laughs> Speechless. No, Heart. honestly. Heart. Yeah. Well, I will say, and I'm, I'm probably leaving, but the, the scene with Lonnie Anderson um, in, the, in Baby Dad, that was one of my favorite scenes of all time. And I could, can I tell you that, again, what a generous um, actress she is as well um, as Reba was. That you know when an actor is letting you and they're there, but they're with you. Like Lonnie Anderson was there, and it was a hard monologue. And I had to yell at like Lonnie Anderson, mm-hmm. who's like the sweetest mm-hmm. professional too. She showed up. She was. And I kept saying, and like of course the boys loved her. They were like, I'm like, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I kept saying, this is you know, this is she was doing TV when there was like four channels, and you know. Everyone yeah. in America watched her. She was Johnny Carson's like, like the joke, not the joke, but like the, the sire. She was the bombshell of the day. Like she was everything, and she still was. And she showed up ready to play, and so kind to all of us. Like just loved her. It was the same when she was on the show. Do you remember yeah. interviewing her? The minute she walked in, she didn't want to put the headphones on her hair. It looked amazing. So she held them <laughs> like this, but she was so great for. And we went two hours with that show. Yeah. And she just she was so gracious and she was she was ready to play like you said I'm like you know sometimes when you deal with uh, legends right you know you have to tiptoe around whatever she was she was all for it and but the whole time her grace and her professionalism yeah. was number one yeah, okay uh, rapid fire oh, <laughs> rapid fire TV show you wish you could go back in time and star in whether it was appropriate for you or not oh Carol Burnett show no I mean I, I don't want to star in it I don't want to be Carol Burnett I want to be Vicky Lawrence. Sure. Okay. You gotta totally. I mean, I love Vicky Lawrence, that and that was so her. Fun. That was her first role out of yeah. out of uh, high school. Or w- yeah. Was it college? Yeah. Did she like write the letter to Carol and send yeah. a picture? Like, yeah, 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 yeah. It was that. It was that whole bit. Uh, your super super secret guilty pleasure. Oh, uh, well, reality like the Housewives shows um, and eating in bed. <laughs> oh my God, we're gonna be besties. <laughs> <laughs> Melissa Peterman it has been such a joy. Uh, where can our listeners find you? Um, at a Target near you. As always. <laughs> um, I love the one on the Brea. It's good. Um, I do like that one too. Um, uh, I met Follow the Blonde on Twitter. Yes. Um, Melissa Peterman on Instagram. Um, Melissa Peterman on Facebook. Um, 
I'm going to burp. I don't, that was going to be a real uh, pretty yeah, princess. Yeah. Classy <laughs> way to end the interview. Um, you can find me this weekend and next weekend at the Dory Theater. I'm um, doing Heartbreak Help, and you should come see a play. Go see a live show. Like you yes. can't. I mean, it's amazing. I feel like people never are trying to like you know DVR us. Like, like no, it's live. We're actually seeing you know actors. Um, come laugh. We come need laugh, laugh and come have fun. And it's not expensive either. I was like, I looked no, at it's, I was not. Like, it's only it's seventy like, minutes. We get to go see this cast for this. Not that it's low amount. Really, it's it's okay, really, it's like 30 bucks, right? Let's go together. Like 30 bu- 30 bu- it's Will you let us do like a little live stream? Yeah. Sure. Oh, yeah, because I want to go, because uh, you said you're done October 1st, right? Yeah, Sunday, Sunday. Yeah, because uh, I want to go next Saturday. Done. Totally done, do done. it. Yeah, yeah so right. come see me at that show. And yeah. then after that, oh, and tomorrow night, Wednesday, uh, Worst Cooks, new episode. Um, fingers crossed. You guys watch I'm it. playing. It's so much fun. <laughs> Aunt, Chef Ann and, and Rachel, they were all great. The, the whole cast was great. I want to give a shout out. I'm playing for the Unusual Suspects Theater Company here in Los Angeles, which is a place I've been involved with for many, many years. And I may now be on the board of directors. Wow. And it's a place that brings uh, theater arts to um, kids, at, at risk kids. That's and fantastic. it completely changes their lives. It's and, a great um, cause. Theater arts matter, people. <laughs> so there. They do, especially in this administration. Melissa, we're going to play uh, two of my favorite clips, one from Baby Daddy with Lonnie Anderson and the other one uh, from Reba, where it's just you and Reba and a baby. Um, and we're going to take a quick cast photo. And then when we come back, uh, we're it's pop culture. Pop pop. What? Yes. Pop culture. It's my allergies. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Uh, get some blat water. Manawala is coming. What have you done? Well, you didn't have her picture, so I invited the real deal. She needs to meet Emma. Okay, okay, fine. Just make sure that you give me a little warning before she gets here. Cancel your plans, boys. You've got a hot date with your mamma. <laughs> I brought a gift for Emma, but I didn't bring anything for you, boys. <gasps> Wait a minute. What's this? No! <laughs> Shocked, they're all ones. <laughs> oh, oh my God! Look at you boys. You're so beautiful. And how's my little angel? Well, yeah, I'm good. I meant this one. Okay. <laughs> the only angel you have is tattooed on your ass, sweetie. <laughs> oh, you're just gorgeous. Oh my goodness! She looks just like you, and you look just like me. So you're welcome. <laughs> understand what it's like to have a terrible mother because you have me but there are a lot of people out there who don't like their mothers oh we like to pick your battles bro you need to get rid of her no you need to suck it up suck it in or suck whoever needs to get sucked so we can have a beautiful weekend where emma gets to hang out with her wonderful great grandma i don't know what to do he's been crying ever since brock left i tried everything but he just won't shut up i'm sorry sweetie mommy loves you Jean, you've got to calm down. I need Brock. Where's Brock? Okay, hold on. There's no need to bother the boys. I'm sure the two of us can handle a three-week-old baby. Oh, dear God, it's only been three weeks. <laughs> Reba, I sing to him, I rock him, I bounce him on my knee, but he never sleeps. Have you tried the dryer? Reba, that's awful. <laughs> Barbara Jean, you place the carrier on top of the dryer. Nothing works, Reba. Nothing works. Oh, what is wrong with me? I can't even get my own baby to stop crying. Well, 
maybe if you'd stop crying. I can't. <laughs> maybe I should go sit on the dryer. Would you hold it, Reba? Barb Jean, you do remember that you can save that child. You guys. Oh, she was lovely. She was amazing. You could do like 10 hours with her. Yeah. yeah. So this, Stan. Imagine rehearsals. So Stan, then, be, be, so before. you have done 10 hours. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> before we get to the pop culture, I want to know, um, because you've directed a lot of plays lately. I have. This is my fifth play in 2017. And the reason I'm doing it is because after. There's no money at all. There's no money. I'm not making any money. But um, after the elections, I have to say I hid under my covers for a night. And then I thought, I have to do what I do and make art and make people laugh or think or whatever. And I just threw myself into, I think we have to make art. So Good that's, for you. that's why I, I keep doing these. And then I was lucky enough to get this crazy, amazing cast together to do this play in a little teeny theater. <laughs> and we're just having a ball. And I really hope that it can go on because when you see these four women together, it needs to have a life outside of L.A. and hopefully New York. I think you've been incredibly modest about that. That you just didn't luck into having those four actresses there. They're working with you, so well. That's well, there's a lot of people I, that are chomping yeah. back at, at the bit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right, Stephen, take it, take it away. Let it go, baby. Let's, let, let's get this segment on on the road. Run with it. On the Rocks is proud to present Pop on the Rocks, your daily dose of Daler with your host, Stephen Daler, bringing us the latest dish in pop culture. Take it away, Stephen. I'll be in the corner drinking. You're not going to be alone in that corner drinking. <laughs> um, all right, so I was going to start off with the Emmy recap, but, you know, as every year is, that means we're kind of boring. So I will go. Wait a minute. So boring. I was at the Creative Arts Emmys with Mindy Sterling. I saw those photos. You guys looked amazing, by I the way. I was sitting behind Jane Lynch and in front of uh, Ryan Murphy. Uh, <laughs> so when Jane Lynch, Lynch won over God Mindy. We but love she, Jane. We but loved, Jane we was such Jane. a sweetheart, and in the in her acceptance speech, she said, "Mindy, this is your award." But Mindy did put herself up for two awards, and she probably split the vote. Yeah. But what an exciting event for Mindy to! There are not many actors in the history of the Emmys that have been nominated twice in one category. Can you imagine the amount of votes and love that people have for Mindy? So yeah. we, And it was for your project, sure. Sex and Execs, My on Tello Films. You can watch the whole web My series. My little teeny web series, and we were up against shows on Hulu and Funny or Die yeah. and Amazon, and then the, our that's little so lesbian See, went back to the guy so that's great. modest, you know, like, we got <laughs> Emmy. I could believe it. You know, like, <laughs> I could not believe it. Really and cool. I, I was actually on set when Mindy was filming yes, some of her did. scenes, which was... Yes, yes. I walked to the copy room, and I was like this, watch me! Yeah, I didn't get enough. It was a big cameo. Wait, <laughs> wait, wait, wait till season two. Uh, <laughs> well, okay. So I will start with the other pop culture things that are going on right now. Um, so Lady Gaga canceled. So she she has a lot of pain right now. She canceled her Rock and Rio performance. Which, um, okay. So imagine getting tickets to go see Lady Gaga and then Maroon Five replaces her. That's what? what ha- that's what happened. Yeah, they that's had what Ma- happened? Maroon Five but placed her at the at the. I at can't that event. even. But also, I would storm the fortress. Well, I don't think pe- people are very <laughs> happy about that. that. Maroon, Maroon Five. That's Who? the one with Adam Levine. <laughs> what do you feel about his brother? 
He went on some rant on Facebook. Oh, he did? Oh, did he? Oh, I didn't know. Yeah, yeah, I didn't know. I just that. like, wait, uh, better uh, him in general. Uh, I was like, I was going to say, I was we like, need to read out. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, is he? Yeah. Oh, but, he is? Uh, is he cute? Adam Levine's brother? He's oh, cute. Yeah, yeah, he is. Yeah, he's cute. I forgot. He hit on me once when I was working at the Abbey years ago. Who hasn't? <laughs> <laughs> so what did his brother say? Find it on Facebook. Oh. Okay. Oh. But um, it's interesting. But what he, yeah, look it up at about dating and well she also but the thing is also she it, it's actually gotten worse so she's uh postponed her entire european portion what? of the tour yeah why yeah because she, she has she um I've, yeah i've been saying microfababla like i keep getting <laughs> i keep getting that word like by ibm I think melissa peterming that word <laughs> yeah i have i don't know what fibromyalgia it's a chronic is. pain it's it's very it's apparently very i have painful. it right now it's very, it's <laughs> <laughs> when will the show end it's in my, oh wow how dare you i'm loving every second yeah <laughs> but it, apparently you will you'll 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 see this firsthand in her documentary that's coming out on Netflix. What's it called? Five one five five two. Uh, Truth or Dare Part Two. Wait, what? Well, no, because it's not really that about. That would it's, be good. It's, it's not really about her music. It's really about like because she gave full creative control to the director and the, and the process no, of it. She's so, never given full control. So it's That's really never just a good idea. so. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's called One Five Two. I don't remember, but it, it, it but it, you'll see in in the documentary like she's. Hysteric, like crying because she's in so much pain and so apparently they, they had to postpone the entire European leg of the tour do you think it's a ploy to get people to watch this Ab- absolutely not no I think that she actually really is in pain why are you so cynical no, I like the thing is, but the because thing, I know, no, it, no, why would you, entertainment why would you is a machine. No, 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 why no, would you make like, up no, fibromyalgia? No, Lady Gaga wouldn't do that. <laughs> well, the thing no, is, Lady what Gaga, I'm saying, no, the thing that the one thing about Lady Gaga, Liza's been is dead she, and she's performed. The one thing about Lady <laughs> Something Gaga, more glamorous, please, <laughs> guys. The one thing about Lady Gaga is that she loves to perform and she loves and she loves her fans like wholeheartedly. Yeah, I mean, my, my roommate has a tattoo of of like. Like the body of Lady Gaga with like the monster symbol on it because she's one of her monsters. Yeah. Do you have and, a picture and, of that? And, Sh- put that uh, up. Right. There. Well, and and, and 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 she's been and she's known Lady Gaga when Lady Gaga was just even barely just starting out, and then recently she went to a Lady, Ga- Lady Gaga right, Lady Gaga. Gaga party. She went to a party and 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 she took photos with Gaga. Remembered her. Gaga was taking photos with the with the with. The she's very gracious with her and fans. That ended up yeah. in like People Magazine and, sh- and stuff. So like no, like Gaga loves and adores her fans and all. She I mean I've been I've been to her concerts before. Why hasn't she, she done a movie? Where's her bodyguard? She's doing one. She, yeah, yeah, she's, she's, she's doing, doing a Star is Born. Star is yeah, Born. She's doing a Star is Born. With, with Bradley with Cooper. Bradley Cooper. Yeah. It was also directing. It? Where, yes, where, where it's done. Actually, it's in the camera. So, I, I, I do feel for her because I, I feel I understand. And it has to be real because her career yeah. right now can't really afford this. Well, I mean, I, yeah, it's definitely real. Because she's, she's such a hot. I mean, she's done a lot. She's done a lot in the last few. And you'll see that also in the documentary because it was filmed at a time where her marriage was not doing so well. She was doing American Horror Story. She just got the part for A Star is Born. She's doing all like. So you will see that, and but during all that, she's also dealing with all this pain, and then now it's coming. I, don't, I had I don't, no clue. I had no clue. Yeah, no one. I don't think really many people do. do. Then I think it's just getting so bad now that it's that's why it's becoming so, getting so much attention because she's just not able to perform. But speaking of pain, pain and illnesses <laughs> and things, Selena Gomez. Yeah, her <laughs> last release. <laughs> she. Oh, uh, she. Uh, Selena Gomez revealed recently that she had a, she had a kidney transplant. 
That like, took me by surprise too. I, that was shock- well, I was that's I was, big, I, was, I, was less su- I was less surprised about the fact that they were able, able to keep the actual transplant private because doctors and nurses like it's that's, they're so yeah, li- they're yeah. so liable. But the thing that was more shocking was the recovery period because you know they have to have people that are helping them and stuff like that. She probably had to like like she probably only could have had family around her because they kept that under wraps for a while. Her and her her friend. I'm I'm sorry if I pronounced her name wrong. The there was a, 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 a her best friend actress Francia. Rasa, Risa, but she's the one who donated her kidney to, to Selena wow. too. So she was also in recovery. And only recently did they come out back to work and that's when they revealed that they had, that happened. Can you imagine giving that to somebody? Well, can you imagine me if you imagine being that girl any, or any, whatever? We, of course, no, I imagine being that best second, friend. Any yeah. argument ever? Well, bitch, I gave you my kidney. <laughs> right. Okay. Like, well, plus, <laughs> who's gonna ask me for my kidney? <laughs> <laughs> it's time. Like, no, 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 no. Like, no, I'll, I'll take another one. I'll pass. But the oh, fact wait. that, oh, yeah. <laughs> but you're right. The fact that she kept it secret for so long, and yeah. Selena Gomez was filming today on the new Woody Allen film. Which we're going to talk about on our that, next roundtable. Which is also whole like yeah that that's also kind of controversial because it's, it's like I guess it goes back to like someone's personal life versus their work life. Like, how do you feel about that? And I also don't. I mean, I don't. I I don't think it's that bad that he's dating his former stepchild. Is that what it is? Wow. Yeah. You, you don't think it's bad? Oh, okay. No, I don't think it's that bad. I, I've, seen, I've seen worse. <laughs> like. Half the people in West Hollywood. <laughs> true, true. <laughs> All right. So on our next list is um, Jamie Lee Curtis is returning for I put this in quotes for myself, but the final Halloween movie, which, believe it or not, is four decades later since the first one. I've, I haven't seen any of them. I, have, I haven't either. Steven. I've never seen a Halloween movie. You know, John Carpenter uh, wrote his own music, which is literally like three yeah. notes on a piano. But, but it's like it, hasn't, it, hasn't it gone so obscure? Didn't like Rob Zombie do a couple of that? Like, I feel like... like well, and Josh Hartnett Halloween. was in the reboot. Here's the thing. Here's what I don't like about this. I love that she's back to the franchise that made her a personality. But they're doing what Star Trek did, which because the movies were so good, I believed it. They're saying that the original sequels they made don't exist because she that's died. What, that's yeah, that's what they're yes. doing. They're saying they're they're, they're cutting yeah. out a few of the sequels. They're keeping a few of the 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 details like that they're related. Like that's gonna stay core to it and, and stuff like that. But they're they're going to the original timeline from the first movie. Yeah. Well, it's like Will and Grace and. But doesn't that? I mean, God, I guess, just I guess I know it, pictures it, of that couch if, if, if you're online. That, yeah. I think I, I, I think if you're attack. a huge fan of a, of a subject <laughs> man, matter, then like then that that those little details don't really matter to you as much because they have to wrap it up in certain ways. But if you want, but but if you're getting a great story with a, a person that is an image for that. For you, then I, I think, watched I think soap operas growing up. So Nobody ever died. Really, yeah, that's the thing too. Like, I yeah, mean, they died and they came and back. They came so. back I agree, twin. but then what it does, and you know, we love Star Trek. Yeah, the oh, first yeah. time they blew up the Enterprise, we had never seen that before, and it was a span of like twenty-five years. And when they did in Star Trek Three, like tears from the fans. Yeah, yeah. If it's you kill off people randomly and say, "Oh, it really doesn't matter," <laughs> then we care less about the characters, and we care less. But that was the we impact. Don't that, was, that, was, no, that was the impact at the time, though. I think. Like, I think now it's like no, but because I'm a dinosaur <laughs> no but i mean that was the impact when it happened you know like yep. now it's like okay that 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 being rebuttal it's like okay it's more of a nostalgia effect where it's like now i just really want, want like it's almost like an as like what if like like a multiverse kind of theory like what happened That's if that tr- yeah. didn't happen and also this is a different storyline because I and it's with, a sense of think, nostalgia yeah that too i, think, I, I feel it. like with these comic book movies where they create this whole multiverse theory where like you, there's like what happens if this didn't happen this didn't happen that 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 
just opens people's minds up to being able to watch a storyline that can have different endings and also be brought back that necessarily probably couldn't have been. Like, and it opens up so many more storylines, like at Will and Grace, like, you know? That whole ending of the finale is no longer valid, and now they have this whole new series that's based off of what would they be doing now if that whole situation was... Mm. I know Will and Grace is going to be funny. It's going to have great one-liners. I know so many people have gone to the live tapings. They said that it's as funny, if not funnier, than it was before. I know, and I'm kind of pissed off that so many people I know have gone to the tapings and I have not. Yeah, what's with the invitations? We sold we sold a live taping as an auction. Got twenty thousand dollars for it. Damn. Yeah. Well, that's why I haven't been to one. I've seen less famous people go. That's why. All right. Let me pull up next on our list. If I can get back to my notes, maybe I can. Mother. Right, mother. Oh, that's right, mother. I'm interested to hear your I your yeah, opinion I about mother. Yeah, because well, Cause I, I don't really to be have... like a leading Oscar contender. Well, I I, 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 read, I, read, I read a quick, th- a, a, not a quick synopsis, but I read a quick like opinion about it where it just there's so many things that like at the end of the movie that you're gonna feel inclined to have to go look it up, like look up. Stuff. It's a reference to the Bible. I'm not giving yeah. any spoilers. Yeah, but here's the thing about mother, and this is what I you know entertainment has become so crazy where the mainstream and the media tells us whether it's going to be good or not when we haven't seen it ourselves. Before Mother came out, they said it's going to be the best film and the best performance for Jennifer Lawrence, Michelle Pfeiffer, and then the movie comes out and then critics changed their mind and said, no, it's the worst film ever made. It got an F on cinema And then people don't go because of what they've heard. That's exactly it. I'm more upset about why people keep stealing other titles of movies. So there was the Debbie (laughs) Reynolds movie about Mother. There was Nashville, the Robert Altman movie, and then they make a TV show. Like, come up with another... there was Gypsy, the original mother. <laughs> but, but they had an exclamation point. I don't one. care. <laughs> and it's in a lower cap. It's so much. Like, there's, no well, other, well, there's no other words. It's in also the, a play. Too, there's right? an, there's no, another, no, Night no. Mother. There's but, another movie Night that Jennifer Lawrence yeah, yeah, yeah. is doing. It's called. It's, it's what was a, that? She's a what assassin. Was, what did you just do? What did you just do? You just did a little thing. I just pulled this down. But here's also the. She knows she's taking two years off. Good. Who's she's Jennifer taking, Lawrence? Yeah, she's taking two years off. She from needs to. I'm what? sorry. I'm tired of her. I don't know. She says like knitting. I don't know. She's like she has she's nothing not scheduled. Knitting. She has nothing. Maybe acting she lessons. Said that, she's, well, no. she's got her. She said that she has nothing no. scheduled for the she's next two years. Which I mean, she has done a ton for a while. I I, don't, I mean, but here's I'm the thing: a play with her at a 50 seat theater. <laughs> She that would imagine. be. I think that would be. I would love that. that would be you know what? Because oh you'd actually Lord. have to say, "Hey, remember when you were an actress?" Um, but here's oh. also the thing about she was a good actress. Oh, she was on sitcoms. You, yeah, she's you just you just don't like popular payball. Well, that that is true. But here's the biggest comment about Mother is that she's dating Darren now. Yeah. And that it was so many close-ups, and the f- movie focused so much on her at the expense of the rest of the film. Just like remember, like a Roman Polanski. Well, you're supposed to sleep with your your actors. No, you're not supposed to work I with them. Start You've been doing it wrong roles. this whole time. <laughs> all these women I'm casting. I need <laughs> I know, them. right? You need more men in your well, career. I did do a play about fraternities <laughs> called Pledge. Yes, for you did. Back. Right. I was cast. Can we do a sequel? Fraternity boys, yes. <laughs> but um, but do you remember Castaway with Madonna and Guy Ritchie? It was their worst thing that yeah. they ever did, even though we know Guy Ritchie is a great filmmaker mm-hmm. who's also directing well, Aladdin, we all, we by the way. We all know that great movie Who with Ben Affleck and right. J-Lo. <laughs> <laughs> right? So maybe the couples just don't work together. Um, true. All right, so um, I think I'll just glaze over this real quick before we get to the... the but uh, So Josh Dumont, Fergie, 
split up. This makes me sad. That does make me sad too. Uh, they split up apparently back in January. Uh, they they kept it private because they wanted to let their family adjust, and so they they've only brought it up recently, <laughs> probably because Fergie's album's coming out soon, and maybe I have no idea really why they decided to say it now. Well, wow. Josh has no career I know, now. I know, I know so Who much. Keeps about, a breakup serious <laughs> secret I, for I know eight so months. much about Fergie over the year because I know I know someone that's worked with her personally for decade, like forever, and so I mean I'm not very surprised. I think that they're. I think that they're very just. Uh, I've heard rumblings. I think the, 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 actually, the original thing is that they were so different is what attracted them together in the first place, and that's what all their friends were saying that they were so different. But I think that a uh, longevity thing is that their differences are now pulling them apart. I think this is going to be Gwen and uh, Blake. Yeah, in in the future. Yeah. Yeah. Differences are hot until they're not. Yeah. This is like a bumper sticker. <laughs> 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 All right, so should we bring up your sponsors for the Shade of the Week thing? or do you already Yes, Panache Optical Gallery. In fact, in Palm Springs, that's where their big headquarters is. I will be seeing you this weekend. But our Shady Moment of the Week, which uh, I love. All right, our Shady Moment of the Week. Uh, Leah Remini uh, recently outed Jada Pinkin Smith <laughs> as a Scientologist. And I have a clap back. Why is that outed? She's been out about Scientology. Well, apparently she hasn't. Apparently she Scientology hasn't. Scientology schools But, but the thing years. is also, like that, that, that doesn't just out her because like that that outs Will Smith, that outs their kids, because it means the whole yeah. family has to Everybody be inside. Everybody knew yeah. this. Well, well, we this, unofficially knew they it. Go me, they me, go to that me, special me, gay celebrity let me, center. Let me, let me re- tell you uh, Jada's uh, clap back to that, because it's just because it's very, yeah, this is what they call it. So she says, she says, I recently <laughs> I recently lit Shabbat candles with Rabbi Bentley at Temple Sinai, I, but I am not Jewish. I have prayed in mosques all over the world, but I am not Muslim. I have read, I, excuse me, Bhagavad Gita, but I am not Hindu. Um, I have studied Dianetics and appreciate she even even it's, it's even the longest tweet that she did of this. I have studied Dianetics and appreciate the merits of study tech, capitalized, uh, but I am not Scientologist. I practice human kindness. I believe that we each have the right to determine what we are and what we are not. No one else can hold that power. Um, I'm sorry, but if you're an outside perspective, you Scientologists are just crazy. So like, I mean, you can read science, <laughs> you can read Dianetics, but I just don't. Like that's not really what the Scientology is about. The Scientology is about the cult aspect of that. So it's just very politically correct for. But if you are, just admit it and say I just believe say in this. She could I have am. added to that. And I've made a movie and nobody's seen it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> or that it's helped me and it's made me a better you person. Oh, good things. But why is she? She's just. I'm but she's. she's, she's very, she, yeah, that was her response. The interesting thing was <laughs> I went to uh, the TCAs, which is the uh, TV Critics Award. And Elizabeth Moss was there, who is a Scientologist. Yeah, uh-huh. she had to walk out of the room. With Elizabeth Jeremy. Moss is a Scientologist. Isn't that ironic? Yeah, she just won and for Handmaid's Tale of all things. Very disappointing. Yeah. She's good, but yeah. is she but, good? But it's, but it's just so weird that subject matter. That <laughs> and she's there was in. Leah Remini winning for this, and they're in the same room. Oh, and well, she, no, you know she had to walk out. She, uh, uh, Elizabeth Moss walked out what? when Leah Remini won. Wait a minute. Yeah, they can't stay in the same room. Yeah, they can't stand in the same room. Well, because Leah Remini to her is she's exiled. There's a word for it. Yeah, yeah. She's a, she's a they should make outcast. Leah present oh, the award. <laughs> she wouldn't be able to accept it. That's a crazy. I never knew that. That's yeah. the craziest yeah, thing yeah. I've heard. Yep. I mean, that's why they have the hard time. You know, even with their children that don't go into Scientology, they have a hard. They can't. Yeah, they're not they supposed can't. to be around them. Yeah. Like so, Tom Cruise with his child with Katie Holmes, they're not supposed to be together. Yeah. It's yeah. 
Does it can pollute? That's them. healthy re- uh, religion. Yeah. <laughs> it's not Katie? a religion. It's where's a cult. the Katie Holmes story? Come on, tell that thing. Well, the, well, the Katie Holmes. Dating. Been, well, Katie Holmes has been secretly dating Jamie Foxx for and years. Now she but weird. Now she can talk but, about but, it. You know well, she, well, she couldn't talk about it. The, 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 the there was a contract that she had to sign when her and Tom Cruise broke up. That's the she, five year contract. She couldn't yes. talk. I signed that on every. She couldn't talk. Every grinder date I go on. She couldn't talk. I signed that with Tom Cruise. She couldn't publicly date anyone. She could date anyone she wanted, but she couldn't make it public for a certain amount of years after the relationship. That's what happened. And that was her way of, like, part of her way of getting out of it. It's nuts. That cult, that, that cult is insane. All right, we have to wrap things up. What is your highlight moment from the Emmys? Oh, my highlight moment. My highlight moment was actually when they when Stephen Colbert interviewed RuPaul as Emmy herself. I thought that was really funny. I thought it that was, was funny. I thought, it that was, was funny. I thought that was clever. That uh, that made me really like RuPaul again because I haven't seen her done that stuff in a long time, and I know how much she hates RuPaul. Like I don't know that she's not like she's over the whole yeah. drag race stuff, but it's getting such win now that she's. She has yeah. to do just, it. Just when it's getting like really huge big now. pop culture. But yeah. so for her to do that, I thought I thought it was really funny. I like that. It was great. Yeah, and, and, and for drag for drag to be so mainstream now in such like a, a like a way like that, like well, on the I, Emmys. Like I, I did cast RuPaul in the Brady Bunch movies. I must. Yes, Yay. you did. Yes. When nobody, we were going to cast another a woman in the part. That was one of the first times I think I, I saw her ever. Yeah, and I, yeah, I thought that's me. fantastic. At, at Thank you, Stan. Well, yeah, thanks, I was Stan. I was literally <laughs> at um, the bar on Santa Monica Boulevard. You Know the, um, yeah, oh, the pick uh, one, uh, <laughs> Hemingway Marys. Oh, uh, no, with the videos, the uh, oh, Rage. revolver, Re- revolver. Yeah. I, I, I'm I watching the video and I went in the next. <laughs> I'm a writing in the we next. We just day. now give an advertisement to everybody. Welcome, revolver. Bar revolver. Chris, I'll see you there on Fridays and Saturdays. Chris Sundays. Miller, yes. Uh, <laughs> and I came in the next day and I said, I have a crazy idea. They're never going to go for it. But what about RuPaul? Because we were reading people like Jennifer Lewis from Blackish, and and they were like. Oh, they didn't know who she was, and yeah, what he, yeah and I said, and, and so good, yeah. But you're right; that's the first yeah. time I think I remember yeah. RuPaul being. Yeah, I remember yeah. on um, that, and then in the other second time, I remember it was on uh, Sabrina the Teenage Witch. I remember her on that too. Oh wow! Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Stan, uh, oh having Jesus. attended the Creative en- Emmys and the real Emmys, what what is one of your? It was not at the Emmys. I was at a wedding in Provincetown. But yes. um, what's I, one of your standouts? Well, uh, it's an upsetting moment, but the whole uh, Spicer moment, I was, it was very upsetting. It's so that. wrong that he should have really been there. Tired, it's wrong. I'm really it's tired wrong. of people laughing at this situation. It's not, it's not about laughing at it. I didn't like that people were laughing with him. You can't laugh. This is something that w- is to lie to the it's American like, public. Right. Like we James can't Gordon cele- had to do an apology celebrate. for the photos of people We can't the celebrate message. these people. I mean. That's exactly and, right. From start to finish. Right. Like when Patty Hearst, you know, I love John Waters, but in Serial Mom, when Patty Hearst, it was a joke, you know, being part of a murder scene. That's not funny. Yeah, he enabled yeah. so much. It was just, it was just, it was weird that everyone that was like talking how terrible he was, all of a sudden were like excited to take photos with him. Yeah, no, no, no. I'm like, a big no. MSNBC fan, but then when they start laughing about Trump and all this stuff, I'm like, it's not a laughing matter. Yeah. Like a lot of people I know, especially dreamers. I mean, their lives have changed, and they're scared to what their future is, and so yeah. it's not funny. To and me, especially also. making the joke about how he belittled reporters. With the uh, inauguration he numbers, so much you know, it was stuff. like just like these people were trying to pull the wool over our eyes, and and that was a serious. That's serious. We, yeah, we 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 can't. Yeah. We cannot that, belittle yeah. and take lightly the you know, ba- basically re- you know refusal to yeah. be truthful. And he was living yeah. for it, and I just oh, that makes me feel. Yeah, cool. yeah, that's that's yeah. what also yeah. makes me mad. Yeah. Uh, one of your top moments from the Emmys, man. You know, like it was actually. What I really enjoyed was um, watching the women from Big Little Lies celebrating, moment. celebrating moment. the fact that they, we're like we got together because we weren't getting roles that we liked, 
and we're gonna oh. like we're gonna do a damn TV show and we're gonna make it good and it was fantastic and, and Jane um, fucking fun and they're Jesus all Christ. great and Jane. I want how to know how, does, okay, like wait how does Jane Fonda wear he like he teenage he hair? Alexander didn't like, oh, but someone did post. Oh, it oh we actually Lord. texted that night. Someone, was, yeah, someone yeah. posted a really funny meme. They're like Ariana Grande at the Emmys, 2067. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, no, I thought oh, she looked amazing. amazing. She's amazing, I but that was not appropriate for her. Oh, oh it's appropriate for any. That is fun. I think she gets to do whatever she wants. I thought she was Jane Fonda. Yes. Here we go. I've met her in person at her house. I'm just saying. Okay. Her eyes are beautiful. And oh, you she's just, you're, she's, she's amazing. A, yeah, yeah, you know, she's very I, everything. I think, her I think, life. Come on. I, yeah, I, think I was that, down I think at the Amundsen one night. I loved it. I was down at the Amundsen Theater one night. We were going into a show, and she was there, and she needed to get her tickets at Will Call. Oh my God! And I was like, with you. You were with me, right? And because she, she had she the, that glass so cane, because she had just had hip surgery. Yes, exactly. She goes. Uh, and she we came, were right, literally right behind her. Would you mind if I cut? Line yes. in front of you. You're like, no, Jane Fonda. Like, how dare you? I was like, <laughs> and I that? said, I was like, I'm sorry, you're Jane Fonda. You can do whatever you want. <laughs> you, I and remember she was that. So sweet, but it was it was not a it was not a diva moment. No, no, it no, was no. a I'm Jane Fonda. And I'm I just forget a regular what play person that was. Moment. It was a musical. Yeah, that it was, was a musical. You. And actually, she had a friend in it. And I can't remember what it was. So that's useless to tell. Anyway, once again, <laughs> we have run over Tony. I'm so sorry. You have to oh go home God. to your cats. All 52 of them. How many do you have? No, okay. <laughs> He's a big enough cat, if you know what I mean. Uh, what wow. a fun show again. That's great. Uh, thank let's you to everybody. Please, let's keep going. Yes, let's go. <laughs> uh, next let's week, have a marathon. <laughs> next week, uh, we have some really great guests lined up. Ileana Douglas is coming back from Turner Classic oh. Movies, and she's bringing a special guest with her. Um, also, oh, next week and, is our and, Halloween. And, and. <laughs> I was here last time she was here. Yes, she, she's great. Next week is our Halloween kickoff. Uh, we have Psychic <sighs> from Real Housewives of Orange County, Scott Cruz. We also have... Uh, Ryan Moore from Jeepers Creepers uh-huh. 3 um, and we also have the host of Kindred Spirits on TLC we have a really fun Halloween season I can't wait for, for next you. week yeah, it's my, boy, my boyfriend has never seen Hocus Pocus he has never seen Nightmare Before Christmas and he's never carved a pumpkin I am so, so excited well, you have, go you to have Rockwell, three things to do this week Marissa Giorbanoker <laughs> is doing a musical parody of Hocus Pocus oh really yeah. <gasps> she's playing for the next two maybe, she, I, I, maybe she'll come I, be part I, of our Halloween season I found, I found, I found the best Hocus Pocus drinking game it's amazing so I'm going to do that with him. You drink? Maybe, no. You know, what, you know what we should do is line up some of our past guests and just film us playing that game for the whole movie. That, that, yeah. Go viral. <laughs> Tony, thank you so much. I appreciate Thanks, it. Tony. Mama Rose, thank Tony. you in uh, the chat room. Thank you to all of our listeners. Like us on Facebook, On The Rocks Radio Show. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, at On The Rocks On Air. You guys. <sighs> See you at Heartbreak Help. Yeah. Yes. Talk Theaters. I'll see you there. Yes, yes. I'll see you there this month. This has been On the Rocks with Alexander. Every Tuesday at 7 p.m. on Universal Broadcasting Network. Find me on Facebook on On the Rocks Radio Show. Tweet me or Instagram me at On the Rocks On Air. See you next Tuesday.